And a happy Tuesday morning to you. It is Glenn Clark Radio. I am Glenn Clark. He is Griffin. Got a lot to talk about on a Tuesday morning. Mostly Lamar Jackson's Twitter activity. Coming up a little bit later on in the program, Sean Tucker, man who ran for 1,500 yards a year ago at Syracuse. Heisman hopeful. Look, it's tough. It's really, it's frankly, it's very difficult for any non-quarterback to get into the Heisman conversation. It's once upon a time, running backs, frankly, running backs were as likely as anyone to get into the Heisman conversation. Now it's very difficult for anyone that's not a quarterback to get into the Heisman conversation. But Sean Tucker put up video game numbers at Syracuse last year, and if he can replicate that, will find himself in that conversation as the year goes on. He's Knowings Mills native. He's a Calvert Hall alum. Sean Tucker is going to join us this morning after uh, their practice. They get ready for the season opener against Louisville on Saturday night. Jim Bowden's going to check in with us. Of course, former MLB GM, now with the CBS and SiriusXM and The Athletic, and I'm I'm pretty sure literally everywhere in media. Uh, Jim Bowden's got a new top uh, prospects list out. He does not not quite as bullish about Gunnar Henderson as everyone else is. We'll talk to him about that. We'll talk about the decisions the Orioles have made, what decisions they should make, everything along those lines. As Jim Bowden checks in with us also coming up a little bit later on today, as we do every Tuesday, Simply the Bets. Simply the Bets is brought to you by the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel Maryland. Every Tuesday morning at 11.40 a.m. We'll also have Weekend at Bookies this week, Thursday morning at 11.40 a.m. As we get you ready for week one of college football season, a loaded week one of college football season at that. Yes, I get it. Two big stories. The one I'm going to dump cold water on. I am not nearly as worked up about Kenyon Drake as you guys are. This is what happens. It, we have a problem, and I've talked about this for, for years in this city. We have a thing with, I've heard of this person, so this matters. It's just a thing we've done forever. Insert name over the, insert all of the running backs a year ago that the Ravens signed. Insert all of the wide receivers the Ravens plucked late off the street over the years. I've heard of this person, so this thing matters. I don't know exactly what this means. I don't. It'll be interesting to see how this goes through. Today's the day they got to put a 53-man roster today, but after today, they're going to put some players on the IR. So it'll be interesting to see if Kenyon Drake is added to the initial 53-man roster or if he's here being told, hey, hang out for a day, then you'll be on the roster. I think... At the bare minimum, what you can read into it is the Ravens are not as bullish as J.K. Dobbins was about where he is. I would think that if J.K. Dobbins was ready to go, ready to be a RB1 come week one, then the Ravens would say, hey, we can get by with this group of Dobbins, Davis, Hill Beatty. We can we can be okay with that until Gus Edwards is ready to come back. Now maybe they just really love Kenyon Drake and they just say, well yeah, we can get Kenyon Drake and get rid of Justice Hill. I'd rather have I'd rather have Kenyon Drake than Justice Hill. Maybe that's all it is. Maybe. Maybe. But it seems much more likely that it's a statement about J.K. Dobbins. I don't 
have this to me is bad news. There's nothing good to me about Kenyon Drake coming to the Ravens. By the way, credit to her friend and uh, birthday girl, Sarita Hubbard, who was on this a day ago. There's nothing good about this. Kenyon Drake's not solving your problems. Kenyon Drake is not a lead back in the NFL any longer. Kenyon Drake is a body. No offense. If that's where you are, then you got a bigger problem. To me, there's nothing exciting about Kenyon Drake arriving in Baltimore. It's more a statement that the Ravens have greater concerns about what is a very important position to this team, so they have to add another body. So you all want to be excited about a guy because, again, you recognize his name. That's cool. That's your... This is what we do. Everybody likes getting a shiny new toy. I've heard of this guy. I'm excited about him. He matters. How excited were you about Latavius Murray, Devontae Freeman, other guys whose names you had recognized, you had heard of? How excited were you about, oh, God, any of these wide Willie Sneed. How excited were you about Michael Crabtree, Des Bryant, Le'Veon Bell? There's a reason these guys are sitting there every now and then, every now and then. One of these guys has more left to offer than the team that let him go realized. But I, you cannot get me to pretend like I'm excited about the arrival of Kenyon Drake. I'm not. I'm the opposite of that. I'm concerned. I'm concerned about the Ravens at a critical position where they need to be young and dynamic. Feeling the need to turn to someone who's not those things. That's concerning. Hopefully, it's just about, I hope this has more to do with, say, Mike Davis than it has to do with J.K. Dobbins. I hope this is more of, did we watch this guy run around all camp long? And there ain't nothing there. As we remember, Mike Davis stunk a year ago. Like, again, guy we've heard of, when we've heard of someone, we're excited about it. But Mike Davis wasn't good a year ago. Yeah, that's the feeling I'm getting as well. Because Gus Edwards, we're going to miss him the first four weeks at least. For sure, yes. And Dobbins, I guess, is questionable-ish. We just don't know. Dobbins was, yeah. came back. He's been practicing. You know, like, there's... We don't know exactly what Dobbins is. I hope this is more to do with Mike Davis than it is to do with Dobbins. That's the best-case scenario with this news, is that they're cool with J.K. Dobbins... But they know that their second back's going to have to play, and they don't have faith in Mike Davis. But I don't know that. I don't. I don't. I'm. I'm just. Everything about it is kind of icky and leaves me a bit apprehensive. That's. That's all I can say. That's all I can say about the whole thing. I. I'm. This to me is not good news. This is not exciting. This is icky. <laughs> as my kids like to say, about anything. Oh, it's icky. What does that even mean? I don't like this. This is not the move you make to fortify a team. This is the move you make because you have to. So we'll get more. We'll we'll flush this out more over the course of the next 24 hours when we see exactly what the roster moves are, when we find out, like, there are people that are wondering if this means that J.K. Dobbins is going to start the season on IR. 
Like that to me is the exact opposite of where you thought you wanted to be. Like that would be dreadful news if that were the case. Again, if it's just about, hey, we want to have J.K. Dobbins have a lighter workload for the first couple of weeks as he works his way back in, okay, still not ideal, but not disastrous necessarily. And we just don't like the idea of Mike Davis being the guy that primarily gets all the touches. We think there's a limit to what Mike Davis has to offer. It's pretty late in the game to be dealing with that, but, you know, what are you going to do? I mean, what are you going to do? You don't feel great about Tyler Beatty or Batty? I like Tyler Beatty, but no, did I see... Again, I have no idea to know whether or not Tyler Beatty's ready to play in the NFL in week one of his rookie season. We we just have no way of knowing that. He's a talented guy, and I I hope... I, I think if this costs him a roster spot, then to me it's a massive mistake. Tyler Beatty shouldn't be the guy that goes in this process. Justice Hill... Man, I want to I want to like Justice Hill and I really thought that he was a talent coming out of college and that there was something there, but we're a couple years in and we just haven't seen anything. So if this costs Justice Hill a roster spot, life will go on. Like I I still am not going to be excited about it. There's nothing exciting about Kenyon Drake in 2022. I'm sorry. It's over. That that it's gone. What if he turns into Justin Forsett and then uh Justin Forsett was a fine player, was not he was the guy he was a guy that had to be the guy. Right. You know what I mean? Like he was not I want young and dynamic. I don't want Kenyon Drake. I don't really want Mike Davis. The problem is your young and dynamic backs are the guys that are hurt. So you're kind of left with what you're left with. Look, I don't want to talk anymore about Kenyon Drake. It, it, at some point in the next twenty four hours we will get Definitive word. We'll get a, an initial. This is we'll get an initial fifty-three man roster today, and then in the the days that follow that, we'll get the real fifty-three man roster, which is after the IR moves have happened. Who then fills out those roster spots? And the other question is: Do the Ravens look externally for other areas of help? Do the Ravens look externally for um, another outside linebacker, for example? Because they are, they are. I wrote about it at pressboxonline.com yesterday. The pass rush thing is concerning. There's no way of getting around it. With Tyus out for at least the first four weeks of the season, and David Ajabo out until who knows when, the pass rush thing is a real concern. There's a Dafe Owe and Justin Houston. I mean, they are thin, thin at outside linebacker and edge rush. So that will be another place. It'll be interesting to see if they pick up something off the scrap heap. Again, not somebody that's likely to be an answer. Jason Pierre-Paul came in for a visit, and they were like, yeah, we good. <laughs> thanks thanks for stopping by. Which either tells you something about Jason Pierre-Paul or was Jason Pierre-Paul saying, dude, I'm not doing training camp. and pre- You can call me if you want to call me at Labor Day. Like I'll come in, let you look at me, see where I am health-wise. But if you think I'm running around in the – in the heat for a month and a half, forget it. Like, I'm way too old for that. Which some players do, and I frankly respect that. Like, you get to a place in your life where you're like, I don't have to do this. I ain't gonna do it. All good. There's a lot of things I wish I didn't have to do in my career. There's some things that I'm prepared to maybe cut back. I have thought for a long time about making this a four-day-a-week show. Like, I have thought for years about, you know what? We don't, we're don't. we not on the radio. We don't have an obligation. 
We can make this a four-day-a-week show. I'm working weekend days. What the hell am I doing here? Um, and that's not that might be foreshadowing. I'm not not anytime soon, but it might be that at some point this does become a four-day-a-week show. I don't blame Jason Pierre-Paul at all. Like not even a little bit for saying, yeah, I'm gonna take if that's what happened. But it's one of the two. I don't know which one it is. It will be interesting to see if the Ravens look to pluck someone. I know O.J. Howard's name is coming out there, and the Ravens, of course, without Charlie Kolar. Josh like, Gordon was cut uh, by the Chiefs. Stop that. Stop that. That's not, that, that is the height of I've heard of this guy. There has been nothing. There has been no meat on the Josh Gordon bone in, what, eight years at this point? My God, how long has it been? It's not really been eight. It's been five or six. But it's been long enough that it's not a conversation that we should ever be having. Like, stop. God. I know it's bad. I know it's thin at wide receiver. You know how thin it is at wide receiver that I'm more excited about Demarcus Robinson than I would be about Josh Gordon. That's where we are. All right, now, as far as Lamar Jackson stuff is concerned, again, I'm. this is the role that I play. Settle the F down. I think we've gotten our answer. The Jay Glazer thing, for as loose as it was in the wording, really did give us the cleanest answer that you could possibly have imagined. Lamar wants a fully guaranteed deal. Deshaun Watson got one. He wants it too. Kyler Murray can do whatever Kyler Murray wants to do. Lamar wants a fully guaranteed deal. Deshaun Watson set the market. Lamar Jackson, who has accomplished far more than either Deshaun Watson or Kyler Murray in the NFL, says, I'm not taking a step back. That's where the market is. That's what I'm getting. That would seem to be buoyed by the one of the interactions he had on social media yesterday. Of course, the other the Dolphins thing, you can't get me to care about that. You just can't get me to care. The dude hit like on something on Twitter. Y'all want to read into it however you want to read into it, fine. Do whatever you want to do. I don't care. You can't get... I, I, I understand it's 2022. I understand that Twitter is real life for most people. I understand all of those things. To get me to care about Lamar Jackson clicking like on something on Twitter, you want you know how many things I've accidentally liked on Twitter? And I'm not saying that's what Lamar did. I have no idea what happened. I don't that's not a thing to me. What someone likes on Twitter is not something that I'm willing to judge or consider as news or give any value to whatsoever. Won't do it. Now, I do think that you can read into the interaction he had. I do think that you don't love Lamar is something you can read into because it spoke to this idea that he's looking for a guaranteed contract. If you didn't sit, <clears throat> if you didn't see it, sorry, don't know what just happened there. If you didn't see it, so I don't know who the, any of these people. These are just random people. Uh, this exchange starts. So Lamar Jackson is a league MVP, and he still hasn't broken the bank. Ravens, you're on the hot seat. Give that man the $250 million guaranteed before you write a check your ass can't cash. 
to which someone else, again, that first person was Brazy Ho. So this is where we are, 2022. William responds, he want more. They already offered that. To where Lamar just decides to jump in himself. No, they didn't. So you can already read into that. Then the follow-up from Bumpers Elite. Once, once upon. Anyway, as much as I love Lamar, a fully guaranteed deal is just bad business. Just because a horrible franchise, the Cleveland Browns, did horrible business giving Watson that contract doesn't mean other teams should follow. Honestly, I'm hoping Lamar gets a 10-year, half-a-billion-dollar deal, to which Lamar again jumps back in and says, you don't love Lamar. Which is a direct statement to the idea that if you don't think Lamar should get a fully guaranteed contract, then you don't love Lamar. I think... This gives us as clear a picture as we've ever seen before about where these two parties find themselves. Lamar pretty specifically appears to want a fully guaranteed contract. The Ravens, like all other teams, have seen how pissed off the entire NFL was that the Browns did what they did with Deshaun Watson. The Ravens don't want to follow suit. I don't know internally if they think it's that big of a deal, the idea that they would give Lamar a fully guaranteed contract. But they don't want to become pariahs around the NFL the way the Browns have been for what they did with Deshaun Watson. Classic stalemate who budges. These are the questions that I was asking yesterday with um, our friend um, Joel Corey from CBS, former NFL agent. At some point, if this is what Lamar is going to do, then why wouldn't Russell Wilson ask for the same thing? Why would other quarterbacks simply say, no, we don't want that? Well, Kyler Murray already did. Why? I thought Joel Corey's point yesterday about the quarterbacks fighting for players at other positions is really interesting. The quarterbacks have leverage. I've talked about that ad nauseum. The quarterbacks have all of the leverage. The players at other positions don't necessarily have the leverage. We've seen some who have gotten Boku deals, but they can't ask for fully guaranteed contracts. And with fully guaranteed contracts being so taboo, how do you get there? Will you ask the guys that have the leverage to be the ones to go to bat for you, to do the work? You go put up the fight. You go do this on behalf of all of us. If you don't get a fully guaranteed deal, we'll never be able to get a fully guaranteed deal because you have all of the leverage and we've seen the Packers just traded Devontae Adams. The Chiefs traded Tyree Kill. We have seen teams say, we can live. Now, I disagree, but they've made the decision. We can live without the superstars at other positions. We can't live without the quarterback. So you go to the quarterbacks and you say, guys, we need you. Fight for us. Scratch, claw, 
demand fully guaranteed. Because once that becomes standard at the quarterback position, then some of us can start asking for it too. If within the next three years, every quarterback deal that's handed out ends up being fully guaranteed, then at some point you'll see an Aaron Donald. At some point you'll see... By the way, I still cannot effing believe that the NFL is just... This is going to sound gross, but Aaron Donald's best friend is Matt Areza. Because somehow we've just forgotten about what Aaron Donald did on that practice field because we found something else to be outraged about, and we're just letting it go that Aaron Donald's going to go without punishment, which is insanity. Sorry, I got sidetracked there by bringing up the name Aaron Donald. If this becomes standard amongst quarterbacks, then these other great players can start asking for it. And the more of them that get it, the more opportunities that middling players have. It's a process, but they're in for the fight. And it appears as though Lamar Jackson's in for the fight. Is there risk involved? Of course there's risk involved. You could suffer a catastrophic injury. It's unlikely, and as we've all pointed out, even Dak Prescott, after suffering a significant injury, was able to turn around and get his Boku deal. The Alex Smith type of injury is extraordinarily rare. The truly career-altering, career-ending, career-defining type of injury is rare. Is it possible? Yes, of course it is. And again, I've wondered aloud whether or not the uniqueness of this situation might have something to do with the fact that Lamar didn't even play a snap during the course of the preseason. Can't tell you that with any amount of definition. But it's interesting that not even a series for Lamar coming off an injury during the course of the preseason. Not even one cameo appearance. And I can't help but wonder if that's because of the uniqueness of his situation. I'm willing to take risks in a real game, but I ain't taking any risks at all in this. I don't see that as a... That doesn't alarm me much. I mean, like, look at what the, happened with the Steelers on on Sunday. They TJ well, Watt, I don't care. Andy I don't. Johnson. I, I don't care. I just don't. I think it's smart to not play any of your starters at all. But they played season. starters. Well, yeah, I mean, like that's the thing. It's not that they didn't play starters. They didn't. Lamar one Jackson guy didn't play. Is a different level. I understand yeah. that. You keep all of the other starting quarterbacks around the NFL played. Is that smart though? I, I, you're you're having two different discussions, okay. Griffin. You're having two different conversations. I'm not telling you that I think it's a bad idea. I'm saying I think it's direct. Lamar's never gone an entire preseason without playing before. That's never happened. 2020. Nobody played. There you go. That that doesn't... I don't know what you're doing right now. I have no idea what this bit is. That's never occurred before. This year, he didn't play even a series. And I get it, the Ravens on the whole were more gun-shy based on the fact that J.K. Dobbins got hurt in a preseason game a year ago. But it's not like they didn't play anyone. Lamar uniquely didn't play at all. And I'm not saying I blame him, not saying I think it's a terrible idea. I just can't help but notice it. It's interesting, given the uniqueness of his situation. Lamar wants a fully guaranteed deal. That appears to be quite apparent. The Ravens don't want to give him a fully guaranteed deal. What do you do with that? To me, at some point, you're forced to acquiesce. 
at some point you're set you're forced to say dude if it's this or not having a quarterback we need to have a quarterback gotta have one but you gotta be prepared the funny part about the fully guaranteed thing being such a hang-up is that you're not... T- the di- Teams are giving out mostly guaranteed deals. This is just closing the gap. It's really the words fully guaranteed. And again, no one's cutting their quarterback. So the idea that it's so heinous that the Ravens would give a fully guaranteed deal versus the Cardinals who gave a mostly guaranteed deal... And Kyler Murray's going to see all of that money. It's essentially fully guaranteed because he's the quarterback. What are we doing here? Why are we so worked up about it? Well, for the owners, it's because they see the slope. They see the same thing that we're talking about. They see, well, if the quarterbacks get fully guaranteed deals, the other players are going to ask for them. So we have to put up the fight. This is wildly fascinating I mean it sucks it's no fun for Ravens fans who just want to see their quarterback sign long term and don't want to have to deal with this drama every day it's not fun but from an outside perspective it is a fascinating moment within the history of football because there are players drawing a line in the sand and there are owners drawing a line in the sand who budges inevitably a quarterback des- there's going to be another quarterback desperate team and when they have the opportunity to if what it takes is what the browns did and they realize they either don't they're either utterly irrelevant or they have to give out a fully guaranteed deal another one's going to do it the browns won't be the last what should the ravens do it's easy for me to say I understand their complication. I understand they're in the midst of a bigger fight, a fight that's not really about them or about Lamar Jackson. They're in the midst of a fight that is really revisiting a CBA while it's going on. And I don't have the answers any longer. I... I, I still assume that Lamar Jackson is going to end up being a Raven long-term, but I don't know where this washes out. I, I genuinely don't. If Lamar somehow gets more guaranteed money than the last guy did, is that enough for him to go back and say, well, guys, I, I fought for as much as I possibly could? I don't know. I don't know. It, it really It's unbelievably compelling. All right, when we come back in. Jim Bowden, uh, former MLB GM, now with CBS and Sirius XM and The Athletic. We'll talk some Orioles with him. That's next. It is a Tuesday edition of Glenn Clark Radio. Hey, Birdland. Arrive early at the yard on Saturday, September 3rd, when the first 15,000 fans 15 and over will receive the first ever Orioles soccer jersey presented by Pepsi. Don't miss out on this brand new crossover kit before the Orioles clash with the Oakland A's at 7.05 at the ballpark that forever changed baseball. What better way to celebrate Labor Day weekend than with your favorite home team on a Saturday night? Great seating options are available, and tickets start as low as $15 at Orioles.com slash tickets. That first sip. That first bite. 
Mm. Start your day off right with a delicious breakfast at Royal Farms. Choose from a fantastic selection of fresh Royal Farms breakfast sandwiches and top it off with a rich hot cup of the freshest coffee in the world. At Royal Farms, breakfast is available day and night. It's the freshest breakfast in the world. Real fresh, real fast. Royal Farms. Come experience Maryland's number one sportsbook this NFL season at the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel, the ultimate place for any sports enthusiast. Take advantage of our 24-7 kiosks, massive video screens, and watch all the action from the best seat in the house. With more money paid out than anyone around, make every moment more at the new FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel in Hanover, Maryland. Please play responsibly. Gambling problem? Please call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit mdgamblinghelp.org. The 2022 baseball season is in full swing, and the future is brighter than ever for your Baltimore Orioles. I'm Paul Valley, And I'm Zach Goodman. And together we bring you the bat around every Saturday from 10 a.m. to noon with everything you need to know about the Orioles and baseball as a whole. From veterans like Cedric Mullins, Austin Hayes, and Ryan Mountcastle, to young stars like Adley Rutschman, Grayson Rodriguez, and D.L. Hall. We've got you covered for every game, every pitch, and every debut. You can watch us at YouTube.com slash PressBoxOnline and Facebook.com slash PressBox sports or you can listen at pressboxonline.com slash radio so join us live on the bat around every saturday from 10 a.m to noon right here at press box sports Summer is in full swing, and so is the summer seasonal menu at Glory Days Grill. Start with the opener, Flash Fried Pork Belly, with their popular Korean number no. 2 sauce. And try their South Carolina barbecue chicken, or back by popular demand, the lobster roll with grilled corn. Also try the irresistible crab and lobster fries, or the very berry salad with chicken. And for dessert, the Cracker Jack Sunday with a waffle, ice cream, and Cracker Jacks. This menu will be going, going, gone. Find out more and get your order in at glorydaysgrill.com. Glory Days Grill, great food, good sports. The latest edition of Press Box is available now. On the cover, Bo Smolka profiles Ravens tight end Mark Andrews' path to NFL stardom, from his late decision to play the sport full-time through having to overcome type 1 diabetes and more. Also, inside, we introduce you to football players at Maryland, Navy, Towson, and Morgan State, and we give you everything you need to know for betting football this season. Press Box is available for free at over 500 area locations, including 60 Royal Farm stores, and you can always find the entire edition, as well as the best daily cover of demos, ravens, and terps at pressboxonline.com. It's statistically proven that the show sounds better if you're not wearing pants. Like me, right now. You're listening to Glenn Clark Radio. All right, back in here on GCR as we continue on a Tuesday edition of the program. Our next guest, of course, former MLB GM. Now you hear him on SiriusXM. You read him at The Athletic. You see him on CBS. He is Mr. Jim Bowden. He's with us now here on GCR. Jim, it's Glenn in Baltimore. It's good to chat with you as always. Thank you for taking the time for us this morning. Uh, of course, Glenn. Always great to be on your show. So I get the sense as I was looking at your top pro- your new uh, top fifty prospects. The, the initial reaction, of course, everybody in Baltimore, you, you know how uh, every fan base is. We're very much tell me I'm pretty, and we get very offended that our guy isn't the top guy on the list. It's just the way that it works. You deal with this with everyone all over the country. I, I get the sense that Gunner being a little bit lower on your list than others isn't necessarily about you not liking Gunner as much as you just really like some other prospects that are higher than him. Well, let me ask you a question. Who do you like better, Judge or Otani? Um, boy, I, I guess Otani. But, I mean, Acuna or Tatis? Uh, 
I well, right now Acuna, I guess. Yeah. Okay. So now yeah. you just irritated Yankee yeah. fans and positive. Right. One hundred percent. Yes, I get it. Look, I get it. If, yeah. if you're in the top five, you look it does it doesn't matter how anyone wants to rank the top five. Uh, they're all future stars, and they're all exciting players. Um, I've got Gunner five. I can only go on what I see. Right now, I got an opportunity to see all of the guys on my top five in person. I love all five. I think I'm going to be covering all five in all-star games for years to come. That's how great these players are. So if, if you're in the top five, you're special. Now, I've, I've said this many times with Gunnar Henderson. I think he's going to win a batting title someday. I've said this about Gunnar Henderson. I think you're going to see 50 doubles and 25 home runs. I said this about Gunnar Henderson. He can stay at shortstop like Corey Seager, or he can be elite at third base. So I don't know what else you want me to say. I mean, I love the player, period. Now, Otani Judge, yeah, I'd probably take Otani over Judge, but this year I'll take Judge over Otani. He's got 50 home I mean, runs. It's seventh, okay. Right. Yeah, only seventh player in baseball history. He's, I think he's going to win the MVP, but i got to tell you, whether it's Judge or Otani, I'll, I'll take either one. I'll take them both. Thank you very much. So that's kind of how I view it. I wasn't insulting Henderson or the Orioles. I love them, but watching them all, next to each other those top five guys that's how i rank them are you confused by why he's not here yet jim a little bit you know i know ramon urias has been important and played well and i understand when you're in a pennant race like this you don't want to disrupt the reason i'm a little surprised is i think henderson's a huge upgrade the reason i'm surprised is i believe based on my experience the Orioles have a better chance of making the playoffs with Gunnar Henderson right now in the big leagues than him in the minor leagues. So I would have brought him up. I, I think he's major league ready. I don't think there's anything else you need to watch or see down there. I think he can impact the Orioles today. And, you know, when you have a guy like Henderson, you know, he may win you two games the rest of the way, and that may be the difference whether you get in or you don't get in. So I don't believe that Mike Elias is holding him back for service time. It just doesn't make any sense when you're in a pennant race like this. There must be something that we don't know behind the scenes, but I can tell you from what I've seen, he's major league ready. That, that, Jim, that's the part that does still, I think, concern some of us around here, that the Orioles still are the team that's never done the Julio Rodriguez thing, right? Like They're the team that's never aggressively gone through and said, we're going to make sure our guy stays here for a bit longer than the service time would allow. And that's... I feel like Orioles fans, and again, maybe this is not fair to Mike Elias or to, to you know John Angelos because it's a remnant of leadership of the past, but I still feel like there's concern here about are you going to be the team that steps up and gets something done with Adley Rutschman, with the Gunnar Henderson, or are you going to constantly look to manipulate service time and then we'll just watch these players leave whenever they have the opportunity to? Uh, look, I think I think your thought there is fair, but I think that Mike Elias hasn't had that chance. I don't think the Adley Rutschman or Gunnar Henderson opportunity to do those kind of deals, I think the time is coming. I don't think it's been, right? I mean, Adley Rutschman, like Julio Rodriguez, is a rookie right now. So I think that this offseason would be great if they could tie up Rutschman uh, to a long-term deal if he's willing to do it. Um, you know, agents have a lot to do with it as well. Um, and the player has a lot to do with it. You know, there's not a lot of players that want to give up their free agent rights. I mean, Julio Rodriguez, it's up to the Mariners now, but he may never see free agency. Sure. He may be Seattle for the rest of his life, and he doesn't have a choice anymore. He gave that up. 
I would have too for the contract right, he got. Right. But I, but but I would think I would think the Orioles will try to sign Rutschman long term, and I think they'll try to do Gunnar Henderson as well. Um, I don't even need to see Gunnar Henderson uh, in the big leagues before I would try to tie him up. You know, the Atlanta Braves have done it the it's best. Un- it's unbelievable. Like I don't. I don't yeah, see, I don't look at I don't look at Seattle and think, oh, you got a great bargain, or I don't look at San Diego with the T's and say, oh, you got a great bargain. I'm glad you tied them up, and I'm glad you made the commitment. But uh, you know, it's not the kind of bargain that Alex Anthopoulos got with Ronald Acuna Jr. Uh, not not the kind of bargain he got with Michael Harris. Not the kind of bargain he got with Ozzie Albies. Like he's getting those guys signed long term and saving so much money, and putting his club in position to always having money to go get pieces. But I don't think it's fair to judge Michael Elias yet because he that window hasn't you know that that window's just starting for him, you know, and that's kind of how I view it. And I, I know they're going to be aggressive in free agency and trades in the off season, and I think signing Rutschman to a long term deal will probably be something that's on his table if Abby has interest in doing it. I think there's nothing more significant they could do for the fan base, and I get it. Like winning is more important than than winning over the fan base. Like I understand that, but I don't think there's anything that they could do that would electrify and ignite the fan base here in Baltimore more than giving a commitment to a young star and saying, this is who we are now as a franchise. This is how committed we are. And I, you know, I, I guess there's some, you know, Jim, I'll pose it to you. Somebody would say, Hey, maybe there's a little bit more risk doing that with a catcher than there is with an outfielder or someone who plays at a different position. Would you have any apprehension at all about giving big money to Adley Rutschman based on the position that he plays? Oh, none whatsoever, because worst case scenario, he can play first base. Right. I mean, I would pay him based on the bat, let alone catcher. I mean, he, he's going to be, if you, if you took a poll of 30 GMs right now and said, you could have any catcher in baseball, who do you want? It'll be 30 to nothing, mm-hmm. Abby Rutschman. Mm-hmm. Right now, right now today, not next year, not two years from now, right now today, if you polled 30 GMs, they, every single one would say Abby Rutschman. It, so that's what he is. And, 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 and his bat it's just as important as his catching. He is going to hit. He's going to hit for power. He's going to hit great pitching. He's going to be a guy in the moment. This is the face of the franchise. It's Cal Ripken, now it's Allie Rutschman. That's it. It's been, a, it's been an unbelievable joy watching it, man. Like We were literally watching a superstar in front of our eyes. It's been incredible. Jim Bowden is with us here on GCR. Um, Jim, I, I want to sort of touch on – I'll tie it all together because I'm going to go back to your list. Grayson Rodriguez is number six on your top 50 prospects list. We're going to see him make a rehab start this week in Aberdeen and, and see where it goes from there. But obviously you're pointing towards next season and high expectations for Grayson Rodriguez and the Orioles' rotation. The question becomes, given what this rotation has done this year, as you allude to, the Orioles say they're spending money. We've always assumed that would be – like you're going to go out and sign a pitcher because we looked at this nondescript group of pitchers this season. And we said you desperately need pitching, but that nondescript group has delivered this season, and it's been the offense that's been the problem and has left ourselves a bit concerned about whether they can hold on to this thing and stay in this to, to get into the postseason. Do, do you maybe think at all about, hey, Grayson Rodriguez, John Means, D.L. Hall, Kyle Bradish, Dean Kramer, you've got a rotation for Nick Jordan Lyles, you've got a rotation there. Maybe the money is better spent adding a bat or two into this thing in the offseason. Well, you want to keep adding in all areas. Just remember you never get enough pitching. You never get enough. Uh, and, all, and every pitcher that's doing well this year, they're not all going to be able to live up to that next year. 
Uh, yes, you've got pitching coming, there's no doubt. Um, and what the, the pitching staff has done this year for Baltimore is amazing, and the bullpen has been incredible. Credit Mike Elias for a tremendous job he did in building that bullpen besides the, the rotation and the Dean Kramers and those kind of guys. But, you know, you, you never get enough, you know. And if you have an opportunity to go out and get a top-of-the-rotation starter, you know, at the Grom or Verlander, you know, you, if you have a chance to get one of those top guys, it just makes everybody else better. And sometimes having that veteran leader helps your younger pitchers maintain consistency and develop. That's why Tampa Bay each year will go out and try to sign a Corey Kluber. Not because they need Corey Kluber, because they have enough young pitching, but because of what Kluber brings into the clubhouse, what he brings in terms of work ethic, and what he brings in terms of experience and wisdom. So, you know, don't ever get too caught up in having success from a pitching staff perspective, because you never get enough. Sure. Los uh, Angeles Dodgers have Walker Bueller on the injured list. They've got Tony Gonson on the injured list, and they're yawning right now. Oh, okay. Oh, Kershaw's on the IL too. Okay. Yeah, no we'll get problem. we'll get through with it. Bring yeah. up the next guy. Right. But you need the next guy. You, you know, in this day and age, you better have twelve starting pitcher depth because you're going to go through the first seven or eight quick. It's just the way it works in baseball. So yeah. keep adding pitching. Yeah, you need another bat. But remember, Gunnar Henderson's going to be one of those bats. Like. Then don't forget that. I mean, you're not going to be able to go out there and trade or sign for a better hitter than Gunnar Henderson. I mean, that's going to be a guy that's going to be really help this offense a year from now. Um, and then, you know, you, you'll go find a bat somewhere. You, you'll get another bat there. So you had a couple pieces this offseason, a couple pieces next offseason. Who knows? There might be a White House trip three years from now. Boy, we like the sounds of that, Jim. Um, so let's let's go to the, the bat. Con- by, the, by the way, the guy, I, I don't – how perfect of a fit do you think Carlos Rodon would be? And, and am I getting my hopes up too much because the reality is Carlos Rodon is now moving into like the $200 million-plus territory as far as pitchers are concerned? It's... I love Carlos Rodon. You know, as long as that shoulder holds up, I mean, he, he's a one. He's a difference maker. Yeah. You know, yeah. I mean, there's no doubt about it. He would definitely be – I'll be surprised if he's not a top target of Michael Elias. Yeah, that's the guy. That's the guy to me. All right, um, I, Jorge Mateo, should, he, should they be making plans – around Mateo being the shortstop moving forward, considering everything he does defensively, what he brings to the table as a base runner, or is there still too much concern about a guy who's got a sub-300 on-base percentage? I mean, I'm concerned about the hit tool a little bit, but he wins you games in so many other ways. You can win with him as long as you have enough offense around him. You know, I mean, you can have him hit eighth or ninth in the lineup as long as you've got enough bangers around him and can score enough runs. I mean, he's winning games with his defense. You know, when I had Mike Elias on my radio show a couple of weeks ago, he talked about how Mateo was a game changer for that, for that pitching staff defensively. Um, you know, he can lead the league in stolen bases. You know, he brings up that element. And the question becomes, another year, does he get better at the plate? I mean, he should, right? I mean, nobody thought Ozzy Smith was going to hit, and he ended up in the Hall of Fame. So, you know, he's a very toolsy guy. You know, the more at-bats he gets and the more he adjusts, the better shot. So I think he definitely at least has to be in the mix. You know, the, the whole thing is, you know, can you get better, right, right? Right. I mean, if Gunnar Henderson comes up, he's better than Urias. If Carlos Correa is a free agent and opts out and he, and he calls Mike Elias and says, I want to come to you to Baltimore, then okay, he's a shortstop. Mateo can back him up. Like, you know, we're always trying to get better. We're always trying to become a world champion. To become a world champion, you got to keep getting better at every position you possibly can until you have a world championship team. It's so funny you bring that up, Jim, because the conversation we've been having this week has been in relation to Mountcastle and Hayes, who are guys we like. And Hayes had like a brilliant first three months of the season. And Mountcastle, of course, hit 30 home runs a year ago. But 
you know, I, there's only so many places where you can look to improve because you only have, you know, nine spots, eight, I guess if they're not going to have a, a real DH because they want to make sure that Adley can get enough DH at bats. Um, do you have to even consider those spots as places where you could improve? I think you always have to stay open-minded. I mean, that, that's kind of how I view it, right? I mean, I, I've, you, know, you never know who's going to become available, and then, and then you've got to see if it works. I mean, look, you, you can win with Mountcastle and Hayes, but what if you had an opportunity to get a better player? You're going to be open to that. That's just the way the game works. I, I, I'm in agreement. Uh, you mentioned you mentioned Correa. Is he I, – I just surely looking at his numbers, admitting I don't watch him night in and night out. I was a guy who was in love with the idea of Carlos Correa a year ago, but now this is a couple years of his numbers you know, not being overwhelming. Is Carlos Correa definitely a guy who's worth – the mega contract that you would have to give him. No, no, he's not. I, I would rather spend the money on Trey Turner. Okay. I, I think yeah. I'm in agreement with that, by the way. I think I've come around yeah. on that. Yeah. That I, yeah, I get the I, relationship. I'd rather have Trey Turner. Yeah. Cause Trey Turner you know, has the hit tool, which means the hit tool makes you age. If, if the speed tool is your first tool, you don't age. Well, ask Carl Crawford, ask Michael Bourne. But if you have the hit tool like Turner has, then you ate, and then if you have the speed like he has, even if he slows down, he's still going to be a star. And he's got the power. And he's been on one world championship team, and who knows, he may be on another world championship team this year. And the fact that Trey Turner you could play short, second, center, wherever you needed to put him, depending on the circumstances. I like Turner a lot for the Orioles lineup. I like that, that element that he brings, uh, that full, the full gamut that he brings to the table. I think he'd be a great fit. Before I let I you mean, go, go get Trey Turner I'm, and Rodon and do nothing else. My God. And and then let's start planning for a parade. 100%. Mike, from your lips to God's ears, Jim Bowden, I would, I, would, I would walk to San Diego for the winter meetings if that's what the Orioles were going to be doing uh, this offseason was adding Rodon and Trey now Turner. Now, the, the problem is that was on, that was on audio, so I'm going to get a tape of that. So now if, <laughs> if, if they, they do get it. Rodon and Trey Turner, <laughs> I, 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 Jim, we're, we're going to get a drone to follow you walking. This, this is, I swear to God, we will find a way to make it a charity thing. I'm not even, if the Baltimore Orioles, Griffin, I swear to God, write this anywhere. If the Baltimore Orioles sign Trey Turner and Carlos Rodon this offseason, we will find a way to organize a charity event while I will walk to San Diego. We will take a month off the show. We will make a bit out of it. I will do that. I'm, that's a promise that I will make. Um, last one for you. Are, are you are you concerned at all about the L Hall? Are you are you at all concerned he's not the top of the rotation type of starter that we have hoped for a long time that he would be in Baltimore? Um, let's see. Uh, I've never viewed him as that. I, I, I liked him as like a Josh Hader reliever. Like I looked at D.L. Hall as a guy that I wanted to put in the back end of the bullpen and, and just, just throw gas. Um, you know, but I said the same thing about Chris Sale, and I was wrong, right? Sale became one of the best starters in the game. When I, when I first saw Sale coming up, I wanted him in the back end like Hayter, right? Um, there's no doubt Hall's going to be an elite pitcher. Uh, I don't know if he's going to live up to, I guess, your expectations as a starter or not. He certainly has the stuff. I wouldn't go by his cameo in the big leagues this year. I don't think that's fair to judge someone that little bit. I mean, the stuff plays. It's real. And he's going to get better as he figures out commanding all of the pitches and how to sequence is a lot different at the big league level than the minor league level. But worse comes to worse, he's got a chance to be impact at the back end of a bullpen.
offense. Yeah. And nowadays, as you guys have learned this year, that's really important. I mean, my God, what Felix Batiste is doing is just insane. Jim Bowden. Oh, he's um, incredible. It's, he's it's, incredible. And his reach. How about his reach? Like he practically, when he delivers the ball, is practically <laughs> shaking hands with Rutschman. Right. But, but, but 98 looks like 120 to these hitters. I, I also love that at this point, I, I, and I get it, when you're dealing with having a B bullpen and you only have a certain number of guys that you trust, that Brandon Hyde just got to the point where the, it's the start of the eighth inning and there's two runners on base. Let's just go ahead. <laughs> like the confidence yeah. that he has in this dude is insane and, yeah. and well deserved. Uh, at Jim Bowden GM on Twitter is how you follow him. Uh, obviously, Sirius XM. Obviously, the Athletic. Obviously, what what else can I plug for you, sir? Uh, CBS Sports HQ every Watch morning, eight twelve a.m. Yeah, check me out, brother. Always appreciate you, and it's a promise about San Diego. Right, I'll revisit it. Thank you for taking the time. Take care. Appreciate it, Jim Bowden joining us here on GCR. A lot of stuff in there. Um, could you imagine? Could you imagine if they signed Rodon and Trey Turner? Could you imagine? I get, I get it. Doesn't guarantee anything. The, the Padres have been throwing money and throwing money and throwing money and throwing money, and it hasn't solved a thing for them. I understand that just spending money alone does not win you a World Series. I get it, but Jesus, what it would do the the life that we would feel in this city. Oh, I would do it too. I'm not even kidding. I, we'd have to work on it. We'd have to plan it. Had like you have to do a lot of work with it. But I'm, I'm all for it. It'd be like a Forrest Gump, like you know, just caravan of people. I, I would. I, my, our bu- my buddy Justin Burke does like his bike ride around Maryland every year. I would like maybe talk with him about like how to do this to. Like, how, how far could I walk on one? Like, how long really would it ta- take me to walk? Yeah, walk. I would do it. Oh, my wife would be so mad. But I would do it. Well, you have to now. I mean. Plus, I would end up in San Diego. <laughs> I mean, come on. Man. You just wouldn't turn around. <laughs> right. <either. Hey. laughs> like, hey, hey. You know what? This seems like a great place to do a show from. Um, Couple of things. Couple of things in there. Is there a way that I can get around it? Could I put, like, a... Like, a, could we put a treadmill on the back of a truck and have a truck drive me <laughs> to San Diego so that technically I was walking? This, is there a way? I just got to um, look into things like this. Got to look into, is there like a private plane where I can get up and walk on the plane? We just got to figure out a way that we could go about doing this. Um, a couple things in there just that I'll react to, and then I want to get back to the Lamar topic. Um, today's show also brought to you by the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel Maryland. Week one, college football, this week. The games are bonkers. Starting Thursday night, Pitt, West Virginia is very good. And then Saturday, just a loaded schedule. Ohio State, Notre Dame. Ohio. Halftime show of that game. What's I don't Jack Harlow, performer of the halftime show of that game. Okay, thank you. Yeah, I got to check that out. Thank you. That's that's very relevant. I appreciate it. Is Fergie coming with him again? Um, what is, well, I don't know. What is Young Gravy? Uh, the oh, he's, internet yeah, he's is like very a, convinced that I'm supposed to know what Young Gravy is. Kind of like he's kind of like a meme-ish rapper. He's kinda. nothing, is what he is. He's, he's kind of funny. Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> young Gravy, get the f out of here. Uh, I also saw the picture. I I sent out a tweet last night that I thought maybe get a little bit more. Um, I saw the picture of Daniel Radcliffe dressed as Weird Al. Oh, that looks really good. It does not. It oh. does not. You have to care desperately about Weird Al in order to, and I don't. I just don't care desperately about it. I don't think he's that compelling. I didn't know the Roku channel made movies. I didn't know that either. Also, is that what Daniel Radcliffe is doing with his life now? Like, that's where it's... He's doing a whatever lot of, he wants. A lot of people have pointed that out. Like, yeah. he got so much money from Harry Potter that he's just like, I don't care. I'll do whatever projects I feel like doing. Um, 
but I said, I'm not sure what this is, but I'm just going to assume it's young gravy. Like that didn't get me all that much. Like got got a little bit. Um anyway, the moral of the story being loaded week one, college football season. Right. The place to be is the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel. The bet pads are now available. It's the great food at Sports and Social. It's the hundred foot media wall. It's all of it. Get your bets in. Make some money. Ohio State 17 and a half against Notre Dame. And frankly, I'm not sure that's enough. But, you know, the Ohio State's disappointed in big games before, too. So maybe there's an opportunity there to slide in and, and get on the Marcus Freeman train. I do love Utah. I think that number's not nearly big enough against Florida. We'll talk about more of this as the week goes on, but so many great games to bet on this weekend in the FanDuel Sportsbook Live Casino and Hotel. Reserve your spot right now. Events at sportssocialmd.com. So the things that jump out at me from Jim Bowden, one, I I, I am – this is so funny that we're having the Adley Rutschman conversation at the same time as Lamar conversation. There, to me, is no debate when it comes to Adley Rutschman. The Orioles need to prioritize that this immediately. The, the absolute best thing they can do as a franchise is put their flag in the ground. And he is him, as the kids like to say. As I'm sure Young Gravy likes to say. He is him. Get it done. Make a loud statement to your fan base, to baseball in general, to guys that might be, to Carlos Rodon, to Trey Turner, to guys that might consider the Orioles. This is who we are. We have star power. We are doing the damn thing. Get it done. Jim Bowden's point, it doesn't have to happen today. Just because Julio Rodriguez is did doesn't mean it has to happen today. But get it done. Make it the first priority for the offseason. Loud statement, this is what the Orioles are. Get it done. Secondarily, I, I'm in a funny place where I still agree that they need to sign a pitcher. And, of course, I'm in love with Rodon. But in an odd way... I'm coming around to the idea that maybe I'm willing to trust them a little bit. I think they have to sign something. Like someone at all. A Jordan Lyles plus. But I'm maybe a bit more pressed about bats. I might be a bit more pressed about adding, yes, Gunnar Henderson will add something. Colton Kowser is now going up AAA. At some point next year, you'll probably see Colton Kowser in the bigs. I don't think it'll be a priority for them. I think the Orioles will say, go have yourself a season at AAA, and if you're producing there, you'll graduate the bigs. But I'm pressed about a bopper. I'm pressed about one dynamic power bat, probably a left-hander. Right. I was going to say, like, how much do you think the new wall is going to influence that? It's definitely going to influence it. There's and no way around it. Prob- like, are we going to turn to the Yankees where we have to get lefties or switch switch hitters and... Maybe. I mean, maybe. I can't promise you that you're not. Look, I, the idea that nobody can hit the home runs to left field is, is incorrect. Like, obviously, there have been plenty of home runs to left field this season. But are there going to be right-handed power hitters that say, yeah, it's not the place I want to be? Definitely. Can money overcome that? Yes. Um, but do you run the risk of there being a, a dynamic 
right-handed power hitter that becomes a dynamic right-handed fly-out hitter in Baltimore? You do. You know, I can't. You do. You run that risk. Um, But I impressed about that a little bit more. I feel like some of you guys are still kind of missing the significance of what we're talking about with Lamar. I feel like we're still caught up in the this is I this is this is yes or no black and white the Ravens making a statement about Lamar Jackson. And while that is maybe a part of this conversation, I think we're missing this is a seminal moment in football potentially. The Deshaun Watson thing was a seminal moment in football, right? But if it's only Deshaun Watson, then it dies. Much in the way that when it was only Kirk Cousins, it died. If it's followed up by another, it's a trend now. And it's where football goes. And it's the slope. Which I'm not opposed to. I want to make this abundantly clear. This ain't my money. I don't have a problem with players getting fully guaranteed contracts. And I certainly think that NFL players have looked around and said, wow, Chris Davis is making an awful lot of money to not play baseball. Well, that's weird. We kind of like that option. Is that, can we get that? Because we're in the most popular sport in America. We drive the American economy. So, why why are we putting our bodies on the line in a far more physical sport without getting that same protection? This is a seminal moment that we're talking about. And maybe Lamar's not doing it for those reasons. Maybe Lamar does not care at all about any other player. Maybe this is just about him. But what happens if the Ravens go fully guaranteed is changes the course of football. I, I don't like being hyperbolic. I don't like just saying things for the sake of saying them. That's not what's happening here. We're not, we need to pay attention to what's going on. And we can kill the Ravens over and say, well, just get it done. Just get it done. Just get it done. Would you rather be a team that has no quarterback? I get it. I, I don't want that at all. But I understand in the situation they're in why they're balking. And it really has nothing to do with Lamar Jackson. It's because they're fighting on behalf of the entire league. The pressure that they feel has to be overwhelming. This is larger than life i mean we are truly talking about a moment within the history of a sport in this city all it is is hey we want to feel confident that we would rather our quarterback not be liking pictures of him in a dolphin's uniform on twitter which is trivial and nonsensical it it matters not big picture but we only see with our blinders this very right in front of us thing we just want to know the quarterback's going to be around. We just want to know what impact it's going to have on the rest of the cap. That's all we really care about. We're thinking very small about what this represents. Now that we know 
with at least an amount of confidence that Lamar won. Again, he hasn't come out and said directly those words. I want a fully guaranteed deal. But reading between the lines of the Jay Glazer report, and now the way he interacted on Twitter yesterday, we've got enough evidence for me to say with amount of confidence, that's what's going on here. Lamar Jackson wants a fully guaranteed deal. Which is his right. Whether he's doing it for himself, for generations of players to come behind him, whatever the reason in being, it appears clear Lamar Jackson wants a fully guaranteed contract. You can debate whether he needs that or not. We can certainly bring up the points. Quarterbacks don't get cut. But that this he doesn't respond the way that he did on social media if that wasn't at the center of this. So now what? You get you get how big this is? Can you comprehend how overwhelming this situation is? The Ravens could choose to say, we're not going to do it. But then if you're just trading him to a team that will, you didn't stop this. You didn't prevent a movement towards fully guaranteed contracts from happening. So if it's just going to happen anyway, why not be the team that does it? It's crazy. It's crazy. I, I, I am genuinely left in a place. I've said for a long time, just, just, get, just get this done. Just pay the man. Just get it done. But I am for the first time putting myself in the shoes of all parties involved and saying, I don't know what to do. Truly, I don't know what to do. And the easiest thing for me to say is, it ain't my money, just pay it. I mean, I guess technically it's my money at some point. They'd presumably raise you know, the price of what it would cost me to buy a t-shirt for my kids at some point. Like, in some weird way, it is kind of our money because they have to profit off of something. And the value of the, you know, the, the NFL media contracts is what drives the prices of your Amazon Prime subscription or your you know your cable bill or whatever it is so in some small way it is our money but not directly easy to say it's not directly my money just pay it but what do you do when the entire league is breathing down your neck and when you realize the moment that we go here that's the moment you know should Kyle Hamilton pan out? You think it was exciting for him to tell an entire room $9 million was a signing bonus while they were playing hoops the other day? Imagine when he comes up for a contract and he says, well, now all the quarterbacks are getting this money. If you want to keep me around, I need guaranteed money too. You are really talking about entering into an era of fully guaranteed contracts in the NFL. And again, I'm not inherently opposed to that for the players, but I get it's a massive sea change for the league. Massive. The Ravens are struggling enough with non-fully guaranteed contracts. We're in a place where if Ronnie Stanley can't be some element of Ronnie Stanley this season, it is very hard to believe that they can win a Super Bowl. And that's not a fully guaranteed contract. 
Do you get it? Do you understand the stakes? This ain't a hyperbole. I'm not getting worked up for nothing. This truly is the future of the NFL that could be coming into picture in one contract dispute. It's amazing. I, I, you're watching a, like a historic moment unfold in front of you. It's the significance of it. I get there are far more important things in the world than you know whether the NFL has fully guaranteed contracts. I mean, I'm not stupid. I'm not obtuse. I get it. Yeah. This, go ahead. I'm, I'm with you. I wish they would sign him as well. And I think uh, I think it's going to be. I think Lamar's going to go on and have an unbelievable season, much like you know what we're seeing with Aaron Judge, and he's going to earn the money. So, I, I, and I th- think th- I don't think you. I think I don't think you get it. I'll, okay. I'll talk about it more in a second. Sean I, Tucker's calling in. I don't think you get it. <laughs> I don't. Because I keep hearing these words, "earn the money." There's not a debate about whether it's a debate about whether you ever do it. Not about whether he's done enough to earn it. The debate is should anyone get it? Should Tom Brady get a fully guaranteed contract? Should Aaron Rodgers, should the greatest quarterbacks in football history get fully guaranteed contracts? We're still debating about, we're still saying that we well, go out and prove it. This is so much bigger than that. So much bigger. We'll continue to discuss it, obviously, because it's going to continue to be overwhelming. But we're going to pause for a second right here because I'm really excited about an opportunity to uh, chat with our next guest. He put up video game numbers last season at Syracuse and is getting ready for a season that gets underway Saturday night against Louisville where he very much is in the Heisman Trophy conversation. And he is an Owings Mills native. He is a Calvert Hall alum. He is Syracuse running back Sean Tucker, and he's with us now here on GCR. Sean, it's Glenn back in Baltimore. It's great to chat with you, man. Thank you so much for taking the time for us. Thank you for having me. Hey, man, can you put into words, like, what did you eat last year? What did you – I don't know if you're a superstitious guy. What? How did it all click that you put up one of the greatest seasons we've ever seen in college football? Uh, I would just say, you know, my work, my preparation coming into this season, the off season, working hard every day, and uh, just preparing for that season and trying to go hard through those games. Yeah, I mean, it worked, bro. <laughs> it worked. I assume that after that, you just have to go back and do all of the exact same things in an off season to get ready for this year, right? Because it worked so well. Uh, yes, I would say that, and uh, you know, just trying to come harder and put more intensity in my work each and every year to try getting better, dude. And try to improve on my. Ability. I can only imagine how it could get better from there. Um, uh, it, it, can you ex- ex- let's go take a step back, right? You're a kid growing up here. You end up at Calvert Hall. Tell me the moment where you realize, like, hey, I'm I'm pretty good at this. Like, I'm gonna be able to do this at a high level. I'm gonna be able to achieve things. This might be how I make a living for the rest of my life. Uh, I'll say I've always felt like I knew that I could do that and play at a high level and play beyond. Um, but uh, just I think one moment in particular, probably uh, my sophomore year, um, when one of the running backs got hurt in the, the wise game, and I had to step in and then. I basically scored a touchdown and like took off from there in my uh, high school career. Yeah, you never look back, man, and look how it's turned out for you. Um, Sean, how did how did growing how did your upbringing here help prepare you for this next step and becoming one of the top players in all of college football? Oh, just saying, my parents um, always being on me and my dad training me since I was like six. Uh, him always being in my ear and just trying to push me and. Uh, keep you motivated to uh, do what I want to do and try to get to the highest level. 
man, it's it's worked out all right. It's worked out okay for you. Um, Sean Tucker, Syracuse running back, is with us here on GCR. Sean, when when we use those words, Heisman hopeful, when we say that, what what I know that you guys have team goals, and I understand that that's what matters is that you want to win the ACC, you want to compete for national championships, but what does that mean to you to hear that word thrown around with your name? Uh, it's kind of surreal. Um, you know, growing up and watching college football and NFL and seeing those guys who've won Heisman and been in the race and uh, just have an opportunity to be mentioned and uh, have that next to my name is uh, good field. How, how do you build upon? Like, how can it get better? What, what, what possibly could you have left on the table last season that you could be even better this year? I would just say improving, you know, just doing more. I haven't done, there's no, like, limit, you know, uh, like, limit on what I can do. So, just been trying to improve and get better and uh, help my team win and push us to as far as we can go. Do, do you worry at all that you have more of a bullseye on your back this season, that now everybody in the country knows who Sean Tucker is and they're coming into every game determined, hell-bent on shutting you down? Uh, I feel like, you know, uh, I've been in those situations plenty of times. And uh, to me, it's nothing new. So I know that the defenses and teams are going to come, you know, try to stop me and have me as a main focus. But it's not going to change what I do. I just got to prepare the same uh, play out. I mean, again, obviously, people people caught on pretty quick a year ago, and there was still nothing they could do about it as there was no slowing you down. Sean, obviously, there's, you know, there's a second thought, which is, you know, you've seen how the running back position has changed over the years and at the NFL level. Um, you know, teams talk about how much tread is on someone's tire or something like that. Do, do you do you worry at all about those things? Do you worry at all about how much you're used and trying to keep an NFL future? Do you think about those things at all? Uh, in the moment, you know, I want to focus on that too much. You know, I'm just worried about the team and trying to do good for my team and uh, help us get as far as we can. And But, uh, you know, seeing how the running back position has evolved and seeing how everyone's playing and how they're being more um, – like using a receiving game, a catching game, and uh, trying to work on that part of my game and just trying to overall improve. I understand that. Obviously, there, you know, it wasn't as many receiving yards a year ago. Is that something that you think you're going to be used a little bit more this year is, as catching the ball out of the backfield? Uh, I would say that's, that's definitely the plan for me. Yep. Yep. Uh, as a guy who has moved into this world, you're in a unique spot. Sean Tucker, Calvin Hall alum, is with us here on GCR. You have become a known commodity within college football now in the NIL era. Can you explain, you know, what it's been like as a guy who's now had the opportunity to take advantage of that and benefit yourself, your family, um, because of what you've accomplished on the field? Uh, it's been good. Uh, you know, just getting in the process and learning all the stuff that comes with NIL and trying to start it up and start my own brand. Uh, it's been good and. uh definitely enjoy the process there were people that when like nil first started said like oh it's going to create problems in the locker room and guys aren't going to get as much much attention that always seemed very odd to me i'm going to guess that you haven't felt that at all and that like the guys on your team are happy for your success oh uh, yeah so my guys are supportive you know everybody on the team uh we're all one family so uh yeah everyone's definitely supportive in that world I dig that. I think it's. I think that's mo- that's massive that it's worked out that way. Um, Sean, your experience at Calvert Hall, the time there, and being around Coach Davis and and that program, um, the way that it prepared you for this next level and the competition that you went up against. Can you explain to people how important it was those those years that you spent at Calvert Hall? Uh, definitely, those important years. You know, uh, being in that league, um, 
you know, playing against the teams that we play uh, high competition. You know, they have guys that go to D1 uh, schools all around in that league. And uh, Coach Davis, you know, is one of the best coaches I had. And uh, him being in my ear, you know, helping me along and uh, keeping me focused and just being a uh, a good coach to me, honestly. That's awesome, man. Hey, I know I know winters are tough in um in Baltimore, but like were you fully prepared for what you were signing up for, spending your winters in western New York? Yeah, I would say not as much, you know, <laughs> definitely different up here. Yeah, like uh, you you uh, don't go outside at all up there, right? Yeah. I know it, it's crazy up here, definitely a lot. It's nuts, man. <laughs> like there's tunnels and stuff so that you can just avoid even walking outside at times. It's a crazy place to be. Um, underrated part of Western New York. Uh, are you a Are you a barbecue guy? Like, have you been able? I feel like people don't realize because everybody think you know the South, of course, is the home of barbecue in Kansas City and Memphis and you know South Carolina. But like, pretty underrated barbecue up that way, right? Oh uh, yeah, I would say so. They got some uh, good barbecue spots up there. Yeah. What What else? What else do you like about spending your time in up up in Western Upstate New York? Uh, I'll say uh, you know during the summers and stuff when it's finally gets hot so you can go outside and you know just explore and do some things outside instead of uh being all cooped up inside when it's snowing half the time <laughs> did, you, did you stay there over the summer or did you come back home uh i stayed up here during the summer wow Why, what was the thought process uh you know just wanted to uh stay up here and just keep working and, uh focused on what I got to do for this upcoming season. That's awesome, man. That, I'm sure your teammates, your coaches, I'm sure that meant the world to them that you made that decision. Um, have you ever allowed yourself to, like, dream about the possibility? You know, like, in Baltimore, they run the ball a lot. Uh, have you ever allowed yourself to, like, dream of the possibility of, like, a homecoming one day and you putting on purple? <laughs> All the time, man. Uh, <laughs> definitely my number one choice, and hopefully I can, uh, you know, cards play out right maybe i can play up there one day yo that would be i mean that would be like hair on your arm standing up type of stuff for it to work out that way did you grow up as a huge ravens fan uh yes yeah i've always been a ravens fan dude that would be one of the greatest stories of all time man <laughs> that would be absolutely incredible if it were to work out that way uh sean tucker let me get some plugs in uh twitter instagram where can folks around here be giving you a follow and being paying attention to you and what you've got going on uh, Twitter, uh, my Twitter handle is Sean Tucker 2020, all one word, all lowercase. And uh, Instagram is Tucker five times, all one word. Give him a follow in those spots. Sean Tucker, man, we can't wait to see what's next for you, dude. We, you know, I, like, I, we will be rooting for you wherever it ends up. And, and my God, if this ends up with you standing on a stage in New York for the Heisman Trophy ceremony, you will have an entire city behind your back the entire way. Congratulations on everything you've accomplished so far. We can't wait to see what's next for you, man. Best of luck this year. Thank you for taking the time for us this morning. Thanks. Thanks for having me. Sean Tucker, Syracuse running back, legitimate Heisman Trophy candidate. I get it. It's going to be tough. It's a year where there are quarterbacks. You look everywhere and you see the types of quarterbacks that are just monsters and the Strouds and the Williams and the, the Youngs. and the, You know, like you just look everywhere and you say, holy crap, it's loaded. But the numbers this kid put up, the bonkers numbers, that 1,500 yards goes more towards like 2,000 plus. You can't ignore that. You can't pretend like that's not happening in college football. Appreciate Sean Tucker taking the time for us this morning. All right, today's show brought to you by Glory Days Grill. Still time for you to enjoy the summer seasonal menu at Glory Days Grill. South Carolina barbecue chicken. Just talking about barbecue. South Carolina barbecue chicken. Delicious. Lobster roll with the grilled corn. How about the 
smoky thigh wings with the Korean number two sauce combined. That's actually not on the seasonal menu. That's just a Glenn Clark specialty. Order the smoky thigh wings, cover them in the Korean number two sauce. Be thankful that you're alive. Glorydaysgrill.com is the website. Get your order in right now. When we come back in, I'm going to explain to Griffin why I think he doesn't, I don't think he understands. I, I'm going to, we're going to do that when we come back in. I don't think he fully gets the significance of this moment. I don't think a lot of people do, but specifically based on what he said. I and mean, we're going to talk about that when we come back in. And we're going to talk some Orioles as well um, and uh, set up their series, which gets underway tonight in Cleveland. That's on the way. It's Glenn Clark Radio. What's up, everyone? This is Tyus Bowser, and I'm excited to tell you that I'm back with Season 2 of the Tyus Bowser Show in partnership with Pressbox and Great Ace Memorabilia. Join us on Tuesday nights throughout the season as I'll be heading all over town with my special guests and, of course, our co-hosts, Glenn and Rita. Or is it Rita and Glenn? What is it? I look forward to meeting you guys and talking a little bit about football and a lot about life. And if you happen to miss the show, you can now catch a replay Friday nights on 1057 The Fan. Get all of your details for the Tyus Bowser Show right now at PressBoxOnline.com slash Bowser. The next Tyus Bowser Show is Tuesday, September 6th at 7 p.m. at Guilford Hall Brewery, 1611 Guilford Avenue in Station North. The Tyus Bowser Show is brought to you by Maryland Vascular Specialists and the all-new Ginsu Grill. That first sip. That first bite. Mm. Start your day off right with a delicious breakfast at Royal Farms. Choose from a fantastic selection of fresh Royal Farms breakfast sandwiches and top it off with a rich hot cup of the freshest coffee in the world. At Royal Farms, breakfast is available day and night. It's the freshest breakfast in the world. Real fresh, real fast. Royal Farms. Whether your focus is luxury and comfort, convenience and technologically advanced connectivity, or sporty performance and aggressive styling, we've got the perfect Highlander for you. Check out buyatoyota.com for deals on new Highlanders from your local Toyota dealer today. Sports betting has come to Maryland, and we're ready to help you win some money. Tune in for Simply the Bets every Tuesday morning at 1140. FanDuel Sportsbook GM Leon Twyman and VEASAN's Aaron Oster join the guys every week to give you all of the info you need and offer you a few winners. And every other Thursday at 1140, tune in for Weekend at Bookies as Andrew Stecka and Alloy Sports Brad Cronthal help make you some money for the weekend. So come win some money with us on Simply the Bets every Tuesday and Weekend at Bookies every other Thursday. Brought to you by the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel Maryland. Listen at PressBoxOnline.com slash radio. Watch at YouTube.com slash PressBoxOnline. Hey, O's fans. Enjoy Labor Day at the Yard this year with a full day of baseball, family fun, and a giveaway before the Orioles clash with the Toronto Blue Jays on Monday, September 5th at 105. Arrive early to celebrate Orioles slugger Ryan Mountcastle. Be one of the first 15,000 fans, 15 and over, and receive a Ryan Mountcastle t-shirt before catching the action-packed game. A variety of ticket options are available. Don't wait until the last minute. Secure your tickets now at Orioles.com tickets. Don't forget that full episodes of the show are available for free on Apple, Spotify, Amazon, and YouTube. But warning, you get what you pay for. You're listening to Glenn Clark Radio. All right, back in here on GCR. If you missed it last night, Stan the Fan and Ross Grimsley caught up with Rich Dubroff, of course, of BaltimoreBaseball.com, talking some Orioles. If you missed that conversation, Facebook.com slash PressBoxSports, YouTube.com slash PressBoxOnline, PressBoxOnline.com slash video. It is available in all of those locations. Stan the Fan doing shows for you every week. They'll be off next Monday because of the Labor Day holiday, of course. 
Uh, but then they'll be back in action, uh, I believe, next. Hang on. I mean, they, they got two shows. They got a show this week for sure. And then I can pull. I can. I can. This Wednesday. They're going to do it on Wednesday with Rob Ambrose. I remember that now. Towson football coach this Wednesday. Then they'll be off next Monday. Then back in action after that. So I, I just had to. My brain, my, the old ticker up there. So Stan the Fan, uh, Gary Stein, and Rob Ambrose tomorrow at 5, no, at 7 o'clock. At 7 o'clock with Rob Ambrose previewing uh, Towson football, which gets underway Saturday at Bucknell. Now, Griffin, you are trying to say that you understand what you I, I do, yeah, yeah. So the, I've heard this from a lot of people. The, the way this has been stated is... And I, I saw this again from somebody, and I can't remember who it is off the top of my head, but someone whose opinion I respect this morning on Twitter. Boy, this reminds me of Joe Flacco in 2020 2012, not 2020-12, which is not a thing. I guess it would be 2032 is when that would be. This reminds me of Joe Flacco in 2012. Guy's going out, betting on himself, proving it. Imagine the magical season he'll have, and then he'll get the deal that he wanted afterwards. You're missing it. You're missing it. This isn't that. The Ravens aren't saying, we don't think you're worthy of a fully guaranteed deal. This isn't about Lamar Jackson. We're making it about Lamar Jackson because of who the player is. But it's not. This is not a reflection of him. It's a much broader statement. We don't think we can give this deal to anyone because it would alter the course of the league. We can't do this. You could be Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers and Pat Mahomes all morphed into one player somehow. And we still couldn't do this. This isn't about Lamar Jackson earning a contract. This is about the pressure the Ravens feel from the league to say, no, we are not going to alter the history of football and allow fully guaranteed contracts to become a trend. And again... It's easy for me to say, as I keep saying all morning, just do it. Just do it anyway. Because you're going to give a mostly guaranteed deal. He's going to get all of his money. So what's the difference in calling it a guaranteed deal? And for the teams, the difference is the next guys. The difference is if Lamar does it, then obviously Russell Wilson's going to do it. And if now it becomes standard for quarterbacks, the other top players are going to ask for the same. And at some point, our power is gone. The thing that we've had forever is gone. And it's not the Ravens' fault that the Browns did it with Deshaun Watson. But it happened. And now here we are. And you can tell me that there's a simple answer all you want. You can sit back and try to pretend like there is an easy, well, but you're not going to have a quarterback. I hear you. I hear you. But that doesn't make it easy for the Ravens either. Because they've got to answer to 30 more NFL teams. 
Steve Bishotti's got to walk into a room with 30 other guys that own football teams and explain to them. Jimmy Haslam already did it. Jimmy Haslam's a piece of crap. I mean, Jimmy Haslam's a bad person. I don't think Jimmy Haslam much cares what anybody thinks of him. Apparently, it appears to be that way. So now what? So now what? And no matter how simplistic you try to make it to be, it can't be that simplistic. It can't be. This really is a seminal moment in the history of football. Is it possible that you could do a fully guaranteed deal with Lamar Jackson and Russell Wilson would say, yeah, but that's not a pr-. If the Broncos put up a fight, that Russell Wilson would say, dude, I'm, I got lots of money and my wife's got lots of money. We don't need that. Is it possible? Sure. But why would it be? Once it is the standard for contracts, why is anyone not asking for it? Anyone at all? Yeah, so I do understand that. I promise I understand that. So, Because, yes, once Lamar gets the fully guaranteed contract, obviously, yes, the offensive linemen ask for it, the receivers, the tight ends, the edge rushers, the safeties, everyone, and, and I understand that. And uh, I think the point I was trying to make was that, you know, if if we let if Lamar doesn't get this contract done before the season starts, he's going to go out and have an unbelievable season, and then that number for fully guaranteed money is just going to go even higher. So I think that is the other owners should be pushing for a deal to probably be signed before the season starts, because before he he wins an MVP, wins a Super Bowl, and then we have to give him three hundred, four hundred million guaranteed the, the, or something. I, again, you're still fighting about something that isn't the actual fight. The, the number is irrelevant. It's the term fully guaranteed. The the, the value of the deal is going to be exponential for as long as until that bubble bursts at some point. Until literally, we realize there's no possible way for the NFL to recoup all of the money that they're paying to the players. The value of the deal is not germane to the topic. The the owners don't care about how rich a deal is because what they've always been able to do is use make-believe numbers. Well, yeah, you know, like, it it reads as a $100 million deal, but what it actually is... The the Taysom Hill deal. It's... They've done this eternally. They've always... They don't care what the numbers are. The num... What matters is two words... Fully guaranteed. Sigh, at least a dozen of these owners telling Deshaunty to stand firm would gladly pay Lamar $300 million guaranteed if he hit the open market. Maybe. Are those numbers fully guaranteed? We keep trying to dance around this part of it because we don't want to get it. We, don't, we want it to be more simplistic than that. The fight is about those two words. Fully guaranteed. Not the amount of the guarantee. The deal that Joe Corey suggested for the Ravens would be the most guaranteed money ever and would not get the Ravens in trouble with the owners and the rest of the league because the fight is about two words, fully guaranteed. That's what the fight is. Would those owners give lots and lots of guaranteed money if they could avoid using the words fully guaranteed? Absolutely. Fully guaranteed is the problem. Not the amount of money. The amount of money is irrelevant. They can't let there be a trend of fully guaranteed deals because then everyone's deals will have to be fully guaranteed moving forward. That's the thing. 
we're caught up in other things. Their situation is very, very simple. Cannot be fully guaranteed because we cannot enter into an era of fully guaranteed contracts throughout the league. Whatever he does this year, be damned. If if Russell Wilson doesn't, if Russell Wilson signs a deal that's not fully guaranteed, problem solved. It's not a trend. The Ravens are happy to pay the money. I'd say happy to. I don't know if they're happy to do it or not. The Ravens will pay whatever the money is. The fight is those words. We're getting lost in numbers. It's very simplistic. They don't want to give someone $80 million of fully guaranteed money because they've been able to hold it over somebody's head. If you get in trouble, if you get hurt, if you stink, whatever it is, we can get out of it. Once we get into the years where it's more friendly to us, we can move on. We don't have to pay you all of your money. And again, with quarterbacks, it's, you're always going to end up paying the money. Just the dirty little secret. But they don't have to do that. There's a reason why they can move on from a Brandon Williams. There's a reason why they can move on from insert name here over the years. Where they can just let those guys go. Because the contracts aren't guaranteed. But if the quarterback's contracts are guaranteed, then the next guy's contracts are going to be guaranteed too. This is so much bigger than Lamar Jackson. We're not grasping the gravity of the situation that's in front of us because we just want it to be about the quarterback. We just want it to be about whatever. He's going to go prove it. He's going to go look at what he's going to do. Look how it's going to inspire him. If at the end of the year, he's asking for another fully guaranteed contract and there have been no other quarterback, we're going to be in the same spot. It's irrelevant. It's the fully guaranteed part that's the problem. Um, no one's uh, this is from Parth I don't know what your actual name is oh Dave sorry people throwing around uh, the idea of giving him 300 million dollar guaranteed no one is giving him that much money guaranteed the jump that Watson got was massive compared to the next quarterbacks there's no way this is sustainable as the cap isn't going to go up at the same rate Um, yeah I mean I, 300 million dollars guaranteed is, is over the top but that's I don't think that's I, I, again, I think we're fighting about numbers that are irrelevant. I don't know what the number is that Lamar Jackson's asking for. The, 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 again, the wording of fully guaranteed is the fight. The fight's not really about the number. I, I don't, whatever the number is is what the number is. Yes, I, I am of the agreement that at some point we are, we are teetering into bubble-bursting territory. We are teetering into the league's got to figure out how this is going to work because it does become completely unsustainable at some point. But as I've told you before, the quarterbacks also understand a team that has a great roster and no quarterback can't win. A team that has a quarterback and a a mediocre roster can. So their actual value is far greater than the percentage of the cap they've been getting. They know that. So that's that's a different conversation that we've been trying to figure out how that works. What they're tangibly worth percentage-wise to a franchise is more than 50%. Now, we also know if you gave more than 50% of your cap to one player, you'd be effed. It, It can't work that way. 
you would have to drive down in a capped sport. You would have to drive down the prices that you're paying to other positions. There's no way that's sustainable. So they've got bigger problems they've got to figure out as the, the numbers go up. But again, that's not even the fight here. The fight is simple. Two words. Fully guaranteed. Fully guaranteed. That's the fight. I've, we, we spent way too much. We spent most of the show doing this this morning, screaming about it. But that's the reality of what's in front. I mean, this is this is what's in front of us. I mean, I know a football season is in front of us, but this, like the fight for the soul of 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 football, is also in front of us right now. And who's going to win? And my gut is ultimately the players are going to end up winning because the players do have more of the leverage, but the owners are going to fight like hell to slow it down. And that might. Lamar Jackson might end up being collateral damage in that. I'm trying to be as realistic as I can about this. I, the idea, if Steve Bishotti was just going to give up on this, the deal would have already been done. If he was just going to cave and say, okay, fine, I'll be the guy, the deal would have already been done. It's clear he's in for the fight. It's clear he's going to represent the NFL and say, I'm not just going to give now, can that change if other quarterbacks get fully guaranteed deals and it becomes clear there's nothing the NFL can do any longer? That could, 100%, that could change. But he's also got time on his side. He knows the Ravens can spend two more franchise tags on Lamar Jackson. So they've got the benefit of three years, three years of being able to watch what happens elsewhere. And if in that time, contracts go fully guaranteed, then it'll be easy for the Ravens to make the decision. If they don't, then at some point, Lamar's going to have to go back to the drawing board. Orioles open up a series in Cleveland tonight. Today's show also brought to you by your local Toyota dealer and buyatoyota.com. The Toyota Tacoma comes in a range of models and trim lines. You can choose the perfect Tacoma to reflect your unique personality and driving habits. Check out buyatoyota.com for deals on new Tacomas from your local Toyota dealer today. Um, bad news last night. The Blue Jays rallied. Looked like the Cubs were trying to help the Orioles out, but Blue Jays were able to rally, get a win, so the Orioles enter this series two games behind Toronto. Again, with still lots of games in hand. They do get the benefit of a home series against Oakland this weekend, so it's a bit of a respite from the brutal schedule that they have largely played. Um, this week, it's it's tough. I mean, this is, a, this is a tough place to go play three games this week and try to get wins. Odd the game started 6 o'clock. I did not yeah, know that Yeah, I didn't know that either. That's... Game started 6 o'clock in Cleveland, which I, I think I would dig. Yeah. I think I would be in favor of that. I've told, told you before, in Arizona, it was 640, and it was the perfect. It, that was perfect. To me, that is exactly when game 640, 645, get that head start. 640, really, even 635, would be the, the ideal time to me for games to start. But in Cleveland, they start them at 610, which is different. It's just a I, – I, I like the experiment. Uh, Watkins, Quantrill, Lyles, McKenzie, and Bradish, Bieber, the pitching matchups for the week. So three Cleveland starters that have all been very good this season. Um, they have a thing about finding pitching in Cleveland. I don't know how to explain it. All they ever do, they they have a really good pitcher. That guy moves on, and then like, hey, look, here's another one. Yeah, it's insane. Cal Quantrill. Sure. I mean, why not? Why not? Like that's just what they do. What they do is develop more pitching. Uh, I, I, 
should probably try to replicate that uh, throughout baseball because all they do is develop more and more and more and more pitching. Um, there was obviously no news about Gunnar Henderson yesterday, so you continue to play the waiting game. Perhaps the Orioles are waiting for him to return home. That, as I said before, I've always asked that the team and the the, the baseball people and the PR people and the like marketing people be a little bit more together about that, and it would be great for fans. This is kind of a nondescript um, weekend series against the Athletics, so you could heighten it by including a Gunnar Henderson debut. And if you were to say announce that today, you could generate an even larger crowd, maybe for a Friday night game at Camden Yards. It would have a good crowd anyway, but again, a nondescript opponent. So, you know, like maybe I think there could easily be twenty to 30,000 people at the game on Friday night as is. You could maybe bump that number up to 35,000. Also, I believe there are some promotions this weekend as well. Well, and the big thing is that uh, if he's if he's not on the roster by August 31st... Then he could then, be on a playoff yeah. roster, correct. So that's tomorrow is the de- deadline for that. So you know what? That's a great point. But do they, does he have to be on the active roster or just the 40-man Yeah, it might ro- be just be the 40-man. I think it's just the 40-man roster that he has to be on. So maybe they'll just what, have him sit around until Friday? Or? I mean, they could, act, they could put him on the 40-man roster without then, calling yeah. him up. I mean, they could, yeah. they could keep him there until Friday. Look, I, I get why the assumption... No, there's no Friday promotion. There's the soccer jersey on Saturday and the tote bag on Sunday. But there's no Friday promotion. Um, I, I think that's the rules that he has to be on the forty-man roster, okay. not on not on the active roster. Got it. Um, you know that that would it would certainly be electric if that were to be the case, and I can't fathom them not making that move simply to make sure that he would be available should they get to the playoffs, unless they've like been hell bent on him not being a major leaguer this season, which seems right. very odd. Um, so you would expect an announcement of some sort today or tomorrow. I I get why we would continue to hope the announcement would just be him being moved to the active roster, even if that means he starts on the road, because right now the Orioles could use the offensive help if he can provide it. So we will see. The uh, the news, as I mentioned earlier, yeah, uh, Rick Grayson Rodriguez is going to pitch at Aberdeen on Thursday, and Colton Kowser was called up to AAA. So um, otherwise significant news within the system. All right. Very good. Tidbit. Tidbit is brought to you by the print issue of PressBox, which is available right now at your neighborhood Royal Farms and at the hundreds of locations around town where you find PressBox. You can read it all, PressBoxOnline.com. On the cover, that's Mark Andrews, Larger Than Life, a great story from Bo Smolka about Mark Andrews' arrival to NFL stardom and how unlikely it really was, plus a lot of college football uh, coverage inside. We introduce you to players at all from all the local teams Great print issue of Press Box available right now at your neighborhood Royal Farms, any of the hundreds of locations around town where you find Press Box, or read it all at pressboxonline.com. All right, so Aaron Judge, uh, yeah, we mentioned it, mentioned it earlier. He homered again last night. That gives him 50 home runs, 5-0 on the season. It is his second season with 50-plus home runs, uh, and he joins an elite club of only 10 individuals who have hit 50 home runs in multiple seasons. So, Glenn? Can you name the nine others to hit 50 home runs in multiple seasons? There's only nine guys that yeah. hit 50 home runs in multiple seasons? Really? Really. That seems small, doesn't it? It does seem small, but... Uh, All right, Bonds. Yes, sir. Well, no, no, no. Not Barry Bonds. Wait, what? Barry Bonds never... Unless unless I uh, my research was okay. very bad. Was there, a, was there a setup here? Was there a time frame? Was there a... No. Dude, they... No. 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 There's no way. 
Yeah, he hit 73 and then 49. That's unbelievable. I know. That's really unbelievable. Okay, so thank God I did my research right. I was like, you, 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 scared, you scared me to death there. I was like, wow. did I F up bad? <laughs> uh, so no, Barry Bonds, not on the list. Okay. Um, that is that is the most shocking thing. <laughs> I can't believe that's that's possible. I mean, of course, he was getting intentionally walked about a billion times every season. Um, Manny Ramirez. Not Manny Ramirez. That's surprising, too. How about... Mark McGuire. There you go. Mark McGuire did it four times, four years in a row, from 96 uh, to 99. Sammy Sosa. Also did it four years in a row, from 98 to 2001. Uh, Willie Mays. Willie Mays did it twice. So, yes. Yes, so yes. <laughs> so, yes. Sorry. He fits uh, the criteria. Hank Aaron. Not Hank Aaron. <sighs> um, this is so stunning. Jim Thome. How about Babe Ruth? Well, Hank Aaron never hit more than 47. Uh, yes, Babe Ruth did it four times. Three guys have done it four times. Sosa, McGuire, and Babe Ruth. Alex Rodriguez. Alex Rodriguez did it three. Did it thrice. Thrice. Three times. Say. Alex Rodriguez hit 50 home runs. Uh, Two really old guys. Ken Griffey. Ken Griffey, there you go. Two really old guys. Mickey Mantle? Mickey Mantle, and then even older. Even Jimmy Fox? Jimmy Fox. And there's one more. Yes, one more uh, of the uh, of the uh, Pittsburgh Pirates in the 40s. Pirates in the 40s. Uh, Ralph Kiner. Ralph Kiner. Yes, sir. And that is the I list. I wasn't actually certain that Ralph Kiner had played for the Pirates. <laughs> well, good, good guess. Ah, oh, man. All right. Very good. Very. I learned something here. I've actually. I know. I was. I, like, my mind is blown. My mind. I mean, I guess I. I guarantee I've heard that before, but like. It never filed it away as a fact in my mind. That is that is mind-blowing. All right, very good. Tubular brought to you by the Tyus Bowser Show, which is back one week from tonight, Tuesday, September 6th. We kick off the season with Tyus and his special guests at Guilford Hall Brewery in Station North, 1611 Guilford Avenue. Can't wait to be there. It's going to be another great season. Now, Tyus won't be on the field yet to start, but he'll be back soon, and he will be with us all season long. Your opportunity to come out and meet your favorite Baltimore football players. I mean, what are we doing? You can go to PressBoxOnline.com slash Bowser to find out more. It's a partnership of PressBox and Great 8's memorabilia. If you miss the show live, you'll be able to watch or listen to it uh, via PressBox's uh, various platforms and also Friday nights this season on 105.7 The Fan. I can't wait to see you. I love Tyus. It's been a lot of fun. And again, you can find out more about where we're going to be, but the first one is next Tuesday, September 6th, ahead of week one, we will be at Guilford Hall Brewery, 1611 Guilford Avenue in Station North. Awesome atmosphere, awesome spot. We will see you then for the Tyus Bowser Show, brought to you by Maryland Vascular Specialists and the all-new Ginsu Grill. Here's what's coming up, totally tubular. Oh, you know what? I actually brought my iPad so I could have tennis on right now. Damn it. Damn it. As I mentioned, Orioles, Guardians open up a serious night in Cleveland. Uh, Spencer Watkins, Cal Quantrill, the pitching matchup, 6 o'clock on Masson. Athletics Nationals at 7 on Masson 2. Yankees Angels at 9.30 on MLB Network. Um, U.S. Open coverage throughout the day on ESPN, and then it moves, actually adds, it will also be on ESPN 2 tonight at 7 o'clock. Uh, Maryland's own Francis TFO in action um, a little bit later on on uh, Court 17 against Marcus Jerome. 
The USA Network for WWE NXT tonight at 8. Some non-sports highlights? Uh, Hard Knocks tonight, of course. Uh, What We Do in the Shadows, penultimate episode of Season 4. Dana White's Contender Series. Forgot that for the sports highlights. Um, sure. Yes, big deal. Yeah. Um, the untold, another untold uh, episode. This one, Operation Flagrant Foul. This one's uh, the Tim Donahue. Uh, oh yeah, I was the, excited about this. Yes, I was excited about this. So that I'm one, gonna watch it. That one will be. I watched the McAfee thing. Did you? After the Serena match last night, I had Curios uh, on in the background. Boy, what a bummer for Taylor Fritz, man. Jesus Christ, and especially with Sitsipas losing, this was his opportunity. This was his chance for a moment, and he loses in the first round to a qualifier. Sucks. Uh, but yeah, I put that on last night and I watched it. It is, I mean, that guy, paranoid as f. That guy was living a a, a bizarro life. All right, I'll have to make sure I check that one out. Um, and then finally tonight on Hulu, uh, the Patient series premiere. Um, Steve Carell, it's like a psycho psychological thriller. Steve Carell, uh, he's got a nice white beard. He looks pretty sick. Okay. Um, and he's a therapist and he's treating uh, General Hux from uh, Star Wars. Um. He was also Ron Weasley's brother in Harry Potter. Okay. Um, I can't really pronounce his name. It's Dominal Gleason. He's a great actor. I believe you. <laughs> and uh, but he is General Hux is a serial killer who Steve Carell is treating. Um, but then Steve Carell gets like trapped or something by General Hux. Okay. And General Hux is like, I need you to help me because like he knows he's like mentally ill or whatever. It looks it looks pretty. Uh, That's cool. Looks interesting. Steve, cool. Car- Steve Carell. So you know. I dig it. I dig it. All right, very good. Thanks today to Sean Tucker, um, Baltimore's own Heisman Trophy candidate, as well as to Jim Bowden. We'll get it up in the greatest hits section of the <coughs> tab at glennclarkradio.com. Uh, anything tomorrow? Tomorrow? We Drew should will be probably stopping at Bowie. We should be stopping Bowie? at Bowie tomorrow. Okay, Bowie tomorrow. Stuffing things. Stuffing things. Thanks, everybody, at Pressbox. All of our great sponsors and partners, including Glory Days Grill, Royal Farms, the Casa Sin, Great Eights Memorabilia, the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel Maryland, Maryland Vascular Specialist, the all-new Ginsu Grill, the Baltimore Orioles, your local Toyota dealer, buyatoyota.com. Thanks to Griffin at Griffin underscore Bass. Follow us, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at Glenn Clark Radio. Have a great Tuesday night. Go Birds. Duke sucks. Ohio State sucks, too. If you are with us on audio, do nothing. If you're with us on video, give us a minute. Come back to where you, you started, youtube.com slash pressboxonline or uh, facebook.com slash pressboxsports. Simply the Bets is coming up next. Welcome into Simply the Bets, brought to you by the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino in Hotel Maryland. Aaron Oster from VEASAN out in Vegas will join us momentarily. And uh, later on in the show, we will head to the FanDuel Sportsbook. We will catch up with our buddy Leon Twyman, the general manager of the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino in Hotel Maryland, as we get ready for week one of college football season and a loaded week one at that. Also keeping baseball in mind, as well as the U.S. Open, which is going on. And you can watch throughout the day, into the night. Your bet pads there in the FanDuel Sportsbook. Get your bets in 
all day long if you're a nerd like me who likes to bet on tennis. All of those things are available. Right now, we head out to Vegas. That's where we find our friend Aaron Oster from VEASAN, who is with us here on Simply the Bets. What's going on, pal? How are you? I'm good. We, we got that little appetizer over the weekend at college football, and now it's finally here. Uh, Real college football. I, I, I had a mixed weekend my first weekend of college football. I was absolutely on Northwestern because as in the, what world did Nebraska deserve to be <laughs> favored by 12.5 points over anyone? Um, so I was absolutely on that one, but I had parlayed uh, Vanderbilt covering at Hawaii with uh, New Mexico State covering against Nevada, and I was celebrating because for some idiotic reason I thought the number was eleven and a half, and it was eight and a half, and so I missed on screw you, New Mexico State. Last time I ever trust you for anything. Um, <laughs> otherwise, I had a very good weekend. Otherwise, it was a good first weekend for me. Um, big mm-hmm. weekend, big weekend, obviously this weekend, I imagine that that will probably come up during the course of your five L's. Um, pretty I, heavy. I got uh, the split, by the way, what a stupid idiot you are. I know. Dylan sees over six and a half strikeouts. Dylan stupid, pathetic. What an off. I tried telling you that then dummy, you did? big dummy. I know. But I did hit on my love, so you did. You hit. Uh, you side. hit uh, Illinois uh, covering uh, easily against Wyoming, so you did have that. Uh, Griffin pointed out to me, and I, there's, there's no. This is. We do like to try to revisit past like long term bets that you've made. Um, yep. I, I don't know how to handle the Brian Robinson thing because I, I, I can't blame you for it. Although I did <laughs> tell you it was an insane thing. Like I thought it was nuts to ever like think something good was going to happen to the Commanders. I did say that. Um, mm-hmm. But this is obviously awful, and what, what happened to him is terrible. Hopefully, he will be able to play this season. That is the good news, is that uh, given everything, it does look like he's going to be able to see the football field this year, which is a, a, truly a miracle. And, and you know what? We're going to revisit that thought a little later in this uh, segment. All right. Because uh, I, have, I, have, I have something a little off the wall I want to discuss uh, with oh you. Oh, God. I don't, I don't know how I feel about that. Let's get into it. Five L's. Local, long-term, long-shot, lovable, and loser bets for the week. We begin locally. What you got? Well, I'm going to use most of my uh, L's to talk about college football because it's here for you know people in Maryland. I believe this will be the first time you can place a college football bet in, uh, in Maryland. It's, uh, for a lot of people, this will be the first time they get a chance to really bet on college football. So a couple of things before we really get going, I want to just remind people. Lines in college football are way more volatile than they are in the NFL. The totals are so high that moving a spread a point or two can happen really, really quickly. And you're seeing it in week one. These lines are flying all over the place. So it's always just a, a reminder, watch the lines. And if you find something you like, get out quickly and go get it. Because otherwise it could move in a hurry. Uh, both my local and my love have moved a point just since, you know, a few hours ago. Wow. Um, so just, so yeah, so just kind of keep your eye on it. And if you find a line that you're comfortable with, go out and get it quickly because that will happen in college football. Also, please do not tease college football. Again, the totals are so high that teasing just does not work in the same way that it does in the NFL. Okay. So, so set, all, set that, all that up to say. My first play locally, I'm going to stick with Maryland. It is the uh, one game out right now. Um, the other local teams, usually FCS games, uh, yeah, games yeah. involving FCS teams, come out later in the week. So can't give that out right now. 
Maryland will be the local. And like I said, this line has moved, and it's moved considerably really just over the past week. Uh, the line right now, Maryland, is a minus 24.5 point favorite over Buffalo. And the line opened up at 21 and has continued to go up with 23.5 uh, late last night, up to 24.5 right now. And while I don't love that, it, like not the 24 is a super key number, but it is a, I, you can say, a semi-key number. By the way, the key numbers in football, 3, 7, 10, anything that can basically be uh, come up with field goals and uh, touchdowns on a semi-regular basis. Uh, so when I say 24, not really a key number, but, you know, three touchdowns and a field goal, you can see how that would count. Um, I'm just going to go with the steam on this one. Obviously, Maryland should be able to outclass Buffalo. Their offense is so good um, this year. And when you, when you have good offenses against mediocre teams in college football, generally they can cover these huge numbers that, you know, make people a little bit shy about it in, let's say, the NFL. So I'm going to take the uh, take Maryland in 24 and a half, though. Again, I would watch this one now that it's crossed 24, see if it might go back down to 24 even or even back down to 23 and a half. But uh, I, I'm comfortable right now on this number, uh, taking Maryland minus 24 and a half. All right. I am um... – look, man, we're going to struggle. I'm going to struggle talking about – like, I, I agree. <laughs> I think you're right. Of course I do. It's just – it's still Maryland football that we're talking about. <laughs> And I have, we've been beaten down over the years. But yes, I think that's the appropriate play here. I really do think that's correct. So I am with you on that. Um, all right, next, long term. Give me a futures bet that you like for the week. All right, I'm going to stick in college football and look at a conference. Conference we haven't talked about yet. I know I've given out a lot of win totals, a lot of conference plays, but I haven't talked about the American yet. In the ACC, there, or AAC, AAC, there is a, kind of a three-headed monster at the top with Cincinnati, Houston, and UCF. And it's UCF I really want to look at here. I like their quarterback, John Reese Plumley, And yes, it's the first time I've ever said I like an athlete named Plumley. Yeah, that's, a, in that's my a entire fact. Life. That's a fact. <laughs> um, he, yeah, he's a transfer from Ole Miss. He was a uh, quarterback athlete. And when Matt Corral came, they moved him to wide receiver. Um, this past offseason, he transferred to UCF, where he was going to be the starting quarterback, extremely athletic, was highly uh, recruited coming out of high school, and, uh, you know, just kind of had the numbers game when it comes to Ole Miss. And I really like UCF's schedule. Uh, they avoid Houston altogether. They get Cincinnati at home. And when it comes to, again, that three-headed monster, they have the longest odds. They're plus 290 at FanDuel. Um, and I think that's worth a play on UCF to win the AAC at uh, plus 290. I mean, I, I, I don't... I don't have a reason to tell you you're wrong. <laughs> like, I'm not going to pretend like I know enough to know otherwise. Um, sure, we'll just go with it. <laughs> Down, yay! How about that? Correct. All right, give me your uh, your long shot. Give me your underdog that you love this week. All right, this is uh, where I, I want to have a conversation uh -oh. with you about uh -oh. Brian Robinson Jr. and about something that it, it dawned on on me and. And uh, our buddy Tim Murray, uh, who's also at VEASAN last night. So we've talked over the past couple months a couple times about the comeback player of the award and how there's no real definition of what comeback player That's of the That's a fact. Year. Okay. There's no criteria. Could Brian Robinson Jr., oh, if he comes man. back, if he gets some carries, this is a narrative-driven award. I know. I still feel like, like you have to do something. Like, no, no, no. He has to. That's what I'm saying. You have to come. At, let's say he comes back late November. 
plays in six games, looks good, and you had this narrative of, oh my God, this guy got shot just a few months ago, and now he's here being the running back one of an NFL team and looking good in the process. Now, this is squirrely because it's off the border. It's not even a, a bet you can make at the moment. But it's something that I think, if it hits the board, it's worth monitoring for sure. Boy, this is tough. I understand what you're saying. I, let me let me go back. I need to pull up winners of the Comeback Player of the Year award because I believe that for the most part, they're all guys who had pretty big seasons. Um, yes, for the most part. Right, you so, know, Alex Smith so, kind of played but didn't have a big season. This would be the comparison there. It would be Alex Smith. Alex Smith would be the comparison. Otherwise, it's overwhelmingly guys who were 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 at least starters, but more towards star types of seasons, right? Like somewhere yeah. between yeah. true starter and high-level Pro Bowl caliber types of players. So Joe Burrow a year ago, yeah. Ryan Tannehill in 2019, of course, which was his breakout season. Uh, Andrew Luck, Keenan Allen, Jordy Nelson, Eric Berry, the year after he came back from cancer, yep. Rob Gronkowski, Philip Rivers, Peyton Manning, Matt Stafford, Michael Vick, Tom Brady. I mean, like, it, it, these are... Yeah. I, that's that's the tricky part about this, right? Is that if he just yep. comes back and plays and is behind Antonio Gibson and maybe even J.D. McKissick on the depth chart, and as remarkable as it is, as it is... I don't know that that's enough for him to even garner consideration. I still feel like probably not. I you're gonna have to remind me what what did Alex Smith actually do in 2020? He started. I want to say he ended up starting five or six games. I, like that to me is the the barest minimum of consideration for the na- the, the part that I, you're talking I actually, about. I actually think once he threw a per- in, in that year because of. Right, you know, because you we thought we thought he was going to die, right? Like we, yeah, like, like that. That in that specific year, that was I'm pretty sure all he had to go was go out on the field and kneel the ball down, and he would have won it. Um, you might be right about that. You might very well be right. This it's very interesting, right? Like I'm I'm willing to listen yeah. to your your thought process. I just feel like he would have to come back and really play. Like if he comes yeah, back, and I, all I the... tend to agree with you. Yeah, he's he's not going. It's, this isn't an Alex Smith situation. This is right. He can't come out, take a carry. Right. But if I'm saying if he comes out again, late November, actually plays. Well, let's say he has. You know, he ends up with three or four touchdowns in the season. I think it starts to get interesting then, and there will be yeah, okay. somewhat of a push from someone. Okay. Again, this okay. is a long shot. Yep, this I'm, is something. I'm, I'm, look, I'm listening. Yeah. I'm listening to it. I'm listening to it. It's interesting. Yep. Interesting. So some, something worth monitoring for sure. By the way, Alex Smith three times in his life finished in the top six of comeback player of the year voting, which is <laughs> it's got to be like I mean, I'd have to, we'd have to really dig in to who who else has had. Now here's here's the thing. Now is and is that like for different reasons each time? Like uh, yeah, like coming inj- back, right? Like, like from being coming benched, back from injury, coming, back, coming from, back from being benched. Right. Yeah. Yeah, that's fascinating. I, I don't remember all of the circumstances. His first year in Kansas City, he was sixth in comeback player of the year voting, and because he was he was benched in San Francisco, right for Colin Kaepernick. And in 2011, I, it must have been off an injury. Although he played a let, I mean, it must have been some sort of injury the year before in 2010. Yeah. Um, but he was third in comeback player of the year voting that year. So 
I mean, technically it was tw- technically it was about injury twice. It's just that the second one really was less injury and more uh, nearly lost his leg. <laughs> like, it yes, was, it, it was more being the biggest story in the yes. NFL, you know, offseason. A hundred percent. All right, Aaron Oster is with us from Veasan out in Vegas. Let's get to the one you hate, your loser bet for the week. Do not make this bet. Um, so on FanDuel and, and other places as well, they like to give you something that is you package teams together to win the national championship. Instead of just betting Alabama to win the national championship, you can bet on two or three teams, and they have that versus the versus the field. Hmm, where would I find that? As, I would like to know more about that. Uh, I will. Uh, let me pull it up on FanDuel right now. It's Ooh. in college football. It's okay. in national champion. If you go to the national championship uh-huh. tab. You will see to win FBS championship. Ooh. There are a number of Ooh. possibilities, including the one that Sam Decker pointed out, which is that. And by the way, I agree with Sam Decker. I swear to God, one of these teams, Alabama, Georgia, Ohio State, Clemson, Navy, or Maryland, is winning the national championship. I swear Clearly. to that. One hundred percent. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, there's just one thing. First of all, these odds are very rarely when you package together. You know, you're. What they're trying to do is people who just kind of get the casual, who can place one bet and don't really want to look at the odds and make them. They don't really make mathematical sense. Here's the other thing. Of those six teams you listed, all six high-quality national championship contender teams, there's one team I really don't like and I think is worse than the bunch. And, of course, it's not Maryland or Navy. No, it's Georgia. It's Georgia. Yep. Georgia, I I don't think can – I'm not going to say can't win the national championship, but I do think they are considerably worse than Alabama, Ohio State. I, I'm not and sure people. Clemson. I'm not sure people remember how much of that defense they lost. Like they lost like the entire defense. Yes, <laughs> and that was how they won the yeah. national championship. They won the national championship. Yeah. No offense to Stetson Bennett, who was a gamer, and you know, like credit to him. They won the national championship because they had an overwhelming defense. Yes, they had one of the best defenses we had seen in years. Now Alabama's this year might be even better. But that's another story altogether. But yeah, Georgia is not the same team that they were last year. I think they're going to be a good team. I think that there's a, you know, they'll probably win the SEC East. They'll probably lose to Alabama in the SEC Championship. But that might not even be enough to make the college football playoff, depending on how the rest of the road goes. And there's, a, there's one of the lines on there that's Alabama or Georgia versus the field. It's minus 124. Mm. And I think that you're burning money. If you like Alabama or Georgia... Play Alabama. Right. Just play Alabama. Play 178. Because Alabama yeah. is going to be the, the team to win there. You're just kind of burning money if you play that. Now, if you if there is the Alabama, Georgia, uh, Alabama Ohio State one, it's not here right now. I don't know if they'll put that up. That's the one that I would be like, okay, you, you, know, you have to do the math. Make sure you're getting the right math. But I do think Alabama or Ohio State winning the national championship is interesting. I think that when it's Alabama, just Alabama and Georgia – Eh, you're kind of burning money. I feel like I'm actually getting free money playing minus 440 on the field against Georgia. If I'm being like, I get it. It's, oh yeah, it's not it's not a lot, but minus 440, like I I could make that bet. <laughs> like, sure, yeah. I, if if you're willing, if you're willing to just have that sit there, you know, a lot of people wouldn't be willing. To right, exactly. Yeah. But I agree. If if you're looking at it simply as a like stock market investment that's going right. to net you 20 percent over the course of four months, sure. Like I'm, I can bet four hundred bucks and win a hundred dollars. Like, and I get it. Nobody wants to do that because you got to sit around and wait for that. But, but, 
I love that bet. I don't. I, yes. I, I say I love it. I don't really love it I, because of the numbers, but like I still think it's worth making. But um, if you have that money to correct, just sit around, correct. And there are an, far, far worse ways to do it. A hundred percent. All right, and finally, the one that you love, the one that you say, get there immediately, whatever you got to do in order to get there, get there, get there, get there now. You love this bet. Yeah, I'm kind of bummed on this one because I was staring down uh, the spread in this game for a while, and it's just gotten a little bit more than I'm willing to pay. It's the Notre Dame-Ohio State game, arguably the biggest game in week one. Um, The line opened around uh, Ohio State minus 11 weeks and weeks ago. Is now up over seventeen and a half. It's a big number. And while I still don't, yeah, I still don't hate that for Ohio State because I do think Ohio State is like Notre Dame's just not going to be able to stop Ohio State. Their secondary is not good, and the Ohio State passing attack is probably the best in the country. Um, seventeen and a half is just quite a bit, but I wouldn't mind it if you're telling if it's definitely a lean for me. And uh, if you end up playing it, I certainly wouldn't doubt it. But in that same vein. Because I do believe that Notre Dame is going to be completely incapable of stopping Ohio State, and I also think that Ohio State is not going to let up on the gas at all. This isn't going to be a situation where they pull their starters midway through the third quarter or anything like that. They know this is, you know, obviously a big profile for Ohio State, and they have three Heisman contenders yes. on that team. They want to rack up as many stats as they can, knowing that, again, because this is the biggest game of week one, it's all the spotlight. And it's you know arguably the biggest game in the month of September. That if one or two of their players have absolutely huge games, they all of a sudden get all the Heisman talk for the next month. The uh, total in this game it, it is on the move as well. Uh, it was in the mid fifties a few days ago. It's now up to fifty nine and a half. But I'm still willing to play that because I truly do believe that Ohio State drops forty two at least on Notre Dame. Okay. So I'm going to take over fifty nine and a half in Ohio State Notre Dame. All right, I like it. Uh, what's going on at Veasan? Uh, you can check out Veasan. We are uh, redoing our and some lineup changes and some lineup changes as well. So you can check that all out at Veasan.com. But subscribe to Veasan Pro, and that'll include both the college football and NFL guides. Check that all out at Veasan.com slash subscribe. At the Aoster on Twitter is how you follow him. Appreciate it, pal. We'll talk to you next Tuesday. All right, hope everybody hits their bets and enjoy some college football. That's Aaron Oster checking in with us here on Simply the Bets. When we come back in, we will head to the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel. Our guy Leon Twyman standing by. That's next. This is Simply the Bets. Okay, maybe it isn't. Maybe it's something else entirely. We'll have to figure that out. Stan the Fan here, welcoming back one of my favorite sponsors, the Costas Inn. And everybody around Baltimore knows the Costas Inn is a great place to go and grab crabs, steaks, salads, soups, whatever's on your mind to eat in person. But did you know that the Costas Inn has upped their game? They are now one of the premier takeout places in Baltimore. Give them a call now to order your food, 410-477-1975. That's the Costas Inn. Over 4100 North Point Boulevard. 
What's up, everyone? This is Tyus Bowser, and I'm excited to tell you that I'm back with season two of the Tyus Bowser Show in partnership with Pressbox and Great Ace Memorabilia. Join us on Tuesday nights throughout the season as I'll be heading all over town with my special guests. And of course, our co-hosts, Glenn and Rita. What is Rita and Glenn? What is it? I look forward to meeting you guys and talking a little bit about football and a lot about life. And if you happen to miss the show, you can now catch a replay Friday nights on 1057 The Fan. Get all of your details for the Tyus Bowser Show right now at Pressbox online.com slash bowser the next tyus bowser show is tuesday september 6th at 7 p.m at guilford hall brewery 1611 guilford avenue in station north the tyus bowser show is brought to you by maryland vascular specialists and the all-new ginsu grill the latest edition of Press Box is available now. On the cover, Bo Smolka profiles Ravens tight end Mark Andrews' path to NFL stardom, from his late decision to play the sport full-time through having to overcome type 1 diabetes and more. Also, inside, we introduce you to football players at Maryland, Navy, Towson, and Morgan State. And we give you everything you need to know for betting football this season. Press Box is available for free at over 500 area locations, including 60 Royal Farm stores. And you can always find the entire edition, as well as the best daily coverage of demos, ravens, and terps at PressBoxOnline.com. Make the most out of every day in your Toyota RAV4. Available in hybrid or gas-only models. A RAV4 can get you where you want to go in style. Check out BuyAToyota.com for deals on new RAV4s from your local Toyota dealer today. Come experience Maryland's number one sportsbook this NFL season at the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel, the ultimate place for any sports enthusiast. Take advantage of our 24-7 kiosks, massive video screens, and watch all the action from the best seat in the house. With more money paid out than anyone around, make every moment more at the new FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel in Hanover, Maryland. Please play responsibly. Gambling problem? Please call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit mdgamblinghelp.org. Summer is in full swing, and so is the summer seasonal menu at Glory Days Grill. Start with the opener, flash fried pork belly with their popular Korean number two sauce, and try their South Carolina barbecue chicken, or back by popular demand, the lobster roll with grilled corn. Also try the irresistible crab and lobster fries, or the very berry salad with chicken. And for dessert, the Cracker Jack Sunday with a waffle, ice cream, and Cracker Jacks. This menu will be going, going gone. Find out more and get your order in at glorydaysgrill.com. Glory Days Grill, great food, good sports. To follow the show on Instagram, it's just Glenn Clark Radio. And to follow the show on OnlyFans, wait, I don't think you're supposed to know about that one. Any hoodle, take it away, boys. Uh, we're going to talk to Leon Twyman here in a second. There's This is a weird bit that Amazon Prime announced this morning. They're going to use a different football in Thursday night football games this season. And it appears to be a different shape. <laughs> really? Yes. It's a really weird bit, man. I don't... Like, it's the type of thing that you really, like, think has to be an April Fool's joke. But, I, to my knowledge, today is not April Fool's Day. It is so weird. I don't even know how to react to it. We got to call Liam. We got to get him on. But, like, what... what? I, I don't even know how to respond it appears to be longer and thinner. And they're, in the video they put out for it, they say it's more aerodynamic. I, I am befuddled. Like, they show in the video, them. it looks like they're stretching the football out. It, it doesn't even look like a football by the time it's finished. 
And they say it's called the prime football, the official ball of Thursday night football. It's faster, more aerodynamic, and it has a better grip. And it will be used for Thursday night games, but not the first Thursday night game because it's not on Amazon. All of the Amazon Thursday night. This is the most insane thing I've ever. You think the players going to be okay with this? I don't. I, this is so bizarre to me. I don't even know where to begin. They're going to use a different football based on, like, how. How is this okay? Like, imagine that they just said, "Hey, but by the way, on Thursday night games, uh, we're gonna we're gonna have um, we're, we're gonna actually play baseball instead." <laughs> this is the most insane thing I've ever. I I I don't know enough. I gotta figure out more details. This is nuts. That's the word. Is they're gonna use a different football for Thursday night football games this season, which is weird as hell. Uh, the place to go to bet on those Thursday night football games, of course, is the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino in Hotel Maryland. Let's head there right now. Our guy, Leon Twyman, is standing by. He is the GM of the FanDuel Sportsbook. What's up, pal? How are you? Hey, good. How are you? Everything is all right, man. How have things been going with the betting pads? Uh, people are loving them, man, because it, it's just so convenient. You can just sit there and just wager. And it's the best thing to ever bet live on because – you're, it's right in front of you. You don't have to wait for anybody at a kiosk. You don't have to wait for a ticket writer to input the information on a till. It's right in front of you. You can just get it ready, prepared, and boom, hit place bet when you're ready to place that live wager. So I feel like football season is maybe the big one because I have no doubt that you, even if you didn't have bet pads, you were going to have people that were going to come in at the start of the day and stay all throughout the day and just be betting all day long while watching football games. And that starts this Saturday, obviously, with week one of college football. Give your advice for someone who's like, hey, that sounds great to me. I want to come in. I want to show up. I want to watch games all day. And I I don't want to have to go back up to the window the whole day or go back up to the kiosk. I want to get a betting pad. What what time should somebody that's coming out on sun on Saturday to watch football all day? What time should they get there to make sure they can get access to one? Like, give me the whole rundown. Your tips for someone who's planning on spending their Saturday betting football this week. So we are still trying to push this out to people. So we still have some that are just kind of hanging out on the table and not being utilized. Okay. Um, obviously, that's going to change uh, come Saturday when there's a lot more people here and they realize that we have those bet pads. Um, you know, people, they, they see our advertising about it and they, they look at it and they're like, ah, yeah, you know, I'll try it next time. But they right. don't realize, you know, come Saturday, you're going to wish that that was the next time because you're going to be waiting in line at a kiosk you're going to be waiting in the line at the till. So my advice is we open up at 9 a.m. I'd say definitely get here um, well before the game starts. That way you can actually get a seat as well because I'm sure people are going to be camping out in the sports book because it's definitely the better place to be at in the area to watch all of these games. So I would say get here at a very decent time um, prior to the game starting. Go ahead and get a QR code. Um, fund all of your money on that QR code. It doesn't, doesn't have to be at once because you can go back and top up on it. But put enough on there that you're able to, you know, relax and wager while these games are going on and you don't have to worry about going back up to the counter waiting in line to get more money added to your session. So that would be my advice is to get here prior to the games begin to make sure you have a seat and to also make sure you have a bet pad to utilize. 
I mean, I, I can't wait, dude. I really cannot wait. I'm going to try to get down there. I don't know if I'm going to be able to do Saturday, but I'm going to try to get down there soon because I want to spend my day this way. This is how I want to spend the day is just hanging out, watching football, and from the comfort of uh, sitting on my keister. Are there other things that people should know about as we are like get on the precipice of football season starting? Are there other things people should know about specials? You know, things that you guys offer maybe in the sports book that perhaps, you know, people don't realize, like specific types of football-related bets that maybe people aren't aware that are available for them as customers. So we do have some bets, uh, but one thing, two things actually that I want to kind of put out there as well is that we have two promotions running right now. So we are going to be hosting a FanDuel Combine event in the hall. Um, you know, the big entertainment center that we have here at Maryland Live yeah. Casino. Um, huge, huge hall. So we're going to throw this huge football party. So the only thing you need to do to get entered into the party itself, and this is just to get in there. We're going to have games running in there as well. So you can watch the games. We're going to have five kiosks inside of there to wager on as well. We're trying to get hundreds of people in there. So the only thing you have to do is wager $50 on a football parlay and that will enter you into a chance to get into the combine event. Now there is a landing page that you have to go on to. You'll put your, your name and your email address and your uh, ticket information on there. And that, that gives you a spot in that event. So you only need one wager for that. Um, now in order to actually participate in the combine, we're going to have, a um, like a forty yard dash, <laughs> we're have football throws, some kicks. So we're going to have some games there as well. Um, in order to actually participate in those, your name is there. There's a random drawing from everyone that puts these wagers in. So this is so. Cool. It's it's super cool, super fun. Um, so there's a lot with it, and the first place winner of that combine will get two tickets to an NFL game, and they'll also get an autographed football from um, Pat McAfee. So that's the first place winner. Second place will get an NFL jersey um, and an autographed football from Pat McAfee as well. And then third place winner is going to get a one-night stay at our live casino hotel. Oh, man. And they'll also get an autographed football from uh, Pat McAfee as well. Very cool. Very cool. so that is our first promotion. So that is currently running right now. So let's right make now. sure let's make that's, sure everybody has the details. Again, the, you got to make a a fifth. If you do, do, you have to be a live rewards member. You have to be a live. You have to be a live rewards member. Okay. And all you have to do is place a fifty dollar football wager. Um, we're looking for two a two leg parlay at least, um, but it can actually be any any type of fifty dollar football wager. It can be NFL. It can be college. You place a fifty dollar football wager. That enters you in a chance to get into that actual party. Wow, and that's and, the, and the the event is on the eleventh, correct? That is at a, on the eleventh, and it begins at ten a.m. And the promotion runs from now until September eleventh as well, until five p.m. So wow. you can even go in the same day, 
place that wager and be able to get into that. And, of event. course, the Ravens are on the road that day, opening up up in New York, so this would be the best place for you to go spend the day hanging out. Your food's taken care of. You can get your bets in, watch the game on the big screen, participate in the combine, win some awesome prizes. That's a very cool thing. I am. Yep. I love that. Love that for the FanDuel Combine. All right, so that's the so first that, one. That is the first one. Now, the second one we have, it's going to be a Super Bowl sweepstakes promotion. So you can place a $25 or more wager on any of the Super Bowl futures with a minimum odds of plus 300, and it's going to enter you into a chance to win two tickets to the Super Bowl that's going to be in Arizona. Wait, wait. Say that one more time. $25 Super Bowl wager. That's all you got to do. And you get registered to win tickets to the Super Bowl. Yep. You just go on to the website, put that ticket information in, and you're going to be entering a chance to win two Super Bowl tickets. Man. Man, that seems that seems pretty easy to me. That seems like something that I might want to do. And a lot of you, this is the other thing too. A lot of people, whether they actually believe it or not, just want to put a ticket in on their favorite team to win the Super Bowl because if it happens, they want to be able to say, "Oh, I bet on it." Like I, I think we all, I'm sure you get this all the time, where somebody comes in who just happens to be like a Chicago Bears fan, and nobody thinks the Bears are going to win the Super Bowl. But every year, they want to have a ticket for the Bears to win the Super Bowl because if it just happens to play out, they want to have said that they bet on it. So you're going to go at some point, and you're going to put money in on the Ravens to win the Super Bowl, and they could. Like, you might win that bet. Why not? Why not? Go yeah, put it in right now. Register to win tickets to the – could you imagine? Could you imagine if the Ravens are in the Super Bowl and you win the t- – oh, my God. Oh, boy, that seems like a big winner to me. That's – I would get on that immediately. It's a win-win. <laughs> yep, definition of a win-win. All right, Leon Twyman, general manager of the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel Maryland. Um, uh, how'd you guys do? What were the what were the wins and losses for you over the last week? You know, we actually uh, we did pretty well last week in here. Uh, we did have some some big winners. Um, I think the most recent ticket I got in here was a ten dollar wager to win uh, forty five hundred dollars. So, do you remember what it was? You remember what it was? Uh, yeah, all baseball actually. Okay. Um, it was uh, it was a nine teamer, so there was a lot of plus money on there, but it was all run lines. Wow, that's a straight up. I mean, that's pretty straight up. In order to do it that way, uh, did it help you guys that the Ravens did not cover in their final preseason game? You know, it. A lot of people went on their money lines. So ah. We didn't really see too much of a. Uh, you know, an issue there when it came to what we won and what we lost, but there was, there was a lot of money line. Of course, the, the Ravens preseason money line, the most reliable bet in the history of betting, <laughs> for sure. It's sure money at this point. It is unbelievable, isn't it? Uh, Leon, I can't wait, man. Can't wait to come see the bed pads, uh, the combine. That's such a cool promotion that you guys are running. Excited about all of it. Anything else people should know for this week in the FanDuel Sportsbook? Uh, that's pretty much all we have going on. Um, you know, again, our hours of operation Monday through Friday is 11 a.m. to midnight, and then Saturdays and Sundays it's 9 a.m. to midnight. Kiosks are open 24/7. There's 61 of them, and during our hours of operation, we have 20 additional bet pads to be utilized. That's awesome. That's awesome. Leon Twyman, appreciate you, brother. We will talk to you again next all right. week. All right. Thank you. Have a good one. It's Leon Twyman, the general manager of the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel Maryland. 
Might, uh, I can't because I got to do post game. I was going to say, boy, I'd love to go hang out at the uh, FanDuel Combine on the 11th. That'd be a hell of a way to spend the day. But, um, yeah, I got, I got work to do. Won't, won't be able to do that. I'm going to pick a day, though. I can't wait to go down and do it. All right, let's get a tidbit. Um, oh, you know what? I actually have a tidbit for you this week. Okay. Unless you did, you uh, pull up uh, John from Little Rocks. I I did see it. I have more though, so you can you can okay. go ahead and. Uh, John from Little Rock yesterday pointed me out to and this came from the FanDuel Sportsbook, a NASCAR bet. Now, admittedly, I don't follow NASCAR significantly, so I'm aware of names, and I was aware <laughs> of none of these names, which was a statement to me about... These sound like those AI-generated names. 100%. About how unlikely this was to hit. This better played a $13.49 parlay. Why those numbers? Could not tell you. (laughs) $13.49. Maybe that was like his max bet. That was probably his max bet. Put together a (laughs) four-leg parlay at plus... 7,408,700 7,408,700 odds on four drivers finishing in the top 10 of whatever the hell the race was. I don't even remember what the race was. It was uh, the Coke Zero Sugar 400. Ah, how could you? Why would, I know. How the, do you dis, forget the that? The disrespect that I am showing to the greatness of the Coke Zero Sugar 400, which was at Daytona. It was a... Uh, and now, again, I've... Over the years, there have been some random winners at Daytona. I actually do know that those super speedways lead for big crashes and some of the field not finishing, and right. it just opens things up uh, to have some. That random was what I saw was like the tid uh, bit, I guess that uh, the person that that they kind of knew that there might be some accidents. Austin Sindrick won the Daytona 500 earlier this year, who I had never heard of in my life. Um, Austin Dillon won this week's race. He actually have heard of. I believe yes. he has a reality show now on the USA Network. Hmm. The drivers he picked at plus 950 odds, David Reagan. I feel like I've heard that name before. I feel like... No, there's a there's a, there's an MLB pitcher whose name is Reagan. I understand that. I think I I've think. heard of David Reagan before. I actually, I, I genuinely believe that. All right. By the way, Austin Sendrick finished third again in this race. He's a Daytona guy, apparently. Landon Castle, or uh, Cassil, or I don't know. Never heard of it. Plus 1,500. BJ McLeod. Plus 2,000. Unbelievable. Cody Ware. Our, oh, our intern? Yeah. No, that's uh, Carson Weekly. Oh, Carson. Close. Carson Ware. <laughs> Plus 2,000. And Landon Castle finished fourth. Cody Ware finished sixth. BJ McLeod finished seventh. David Reagan finished ninth. That $13.49 ticket paid out $999,433.63. Life-changing money. Holy F. How, Sway, how? Imagine. I also have to imagine this is someone, if you're making that bet, I got to imagine you're making a lot of bets and you've probably lost a lot of money betting over the years, but $1 million on a four random NASCAR drivers to finish in the top 10 at Daytona and it cashed. That is insanity. All right. Uh, what else you got? Uh, I mean, I, it's going to be impossible to follow that up. Um, but I did want to point out, did you see the UNLV 
football game over the weekend. So I they did not they see had it, so you no. know teams have like a turnover chain. Oh, or they had a yeah they had the the uh, turnover the slot machine. slot machine. Yes, I did like. So that, that was very very cool. They run over, they sit in front of it, yep. pull it, and then yep. it spins, and then I like it. Yeah. Um. All right. So someone uh the people uh I'm not sure how much they well it wouldn't have paid out that much, but uh, someone put thirty three thousand dollars down on a college football bet this weekend. Um, and the game was Nebraska Northwestern that they chose to put thirty three thousand dollars on, and they did uh, the money line for the Nebraska Cornhuskers Eey! at minus five hundred. So they just tossed thirty thousand dollars away there. Um, someone put a three thousand uh, dollar World Series bet on the St. Louis Cardinals to win the World Series oh, at twenty eight to one. I mean that's not impossible. Yeah, like, and it would pay out eighty seven thousand dollars. Man. The- Cardinals are the type of team that like just somehow yeah. always ends up being right there. Like I, I don't know. I don't know if that's a yeah, terrible that's a, bet. Um, and then I the, saw this one. It was a someone did a two leg uh, baseball parlay. They took this was I think last Tuesday or last Wednesday. They did the Cardinals minus one and a half over the Cubs and the Dodgers minus one and a half over the Brewers. They put ten thousand dollars on that on just two legs on two baseball games. It was plus forty four, uh, plus four forty four. Um, and it paid and it hit, and they both won by like nine or ten runs. Okay. Uh, so the easily, no sweat there, and they made fifty-four and a half thousand dollars. Wow! Wow! Yeah, that's not a bad, not a bad couple of days worth of work. Nope. And then finally, last night, someone bet uh, Aaron Judge to get an extra base hit in his fourth plate appearance. So random. So of course he did. He homered. Yeah. Um, Number and, fifty. Uh, yeah. So that was a plus six fifty bet. Only plus six fifty, which actually seems a little. Well, low. I don't know. It depends on when. Like, did yeah, he, I guess it's probably. Did he make the bet live, or I did he make the bet that. before the I game? Checked right, oh, like because well. I do feel like that changes the odds a little yeah. bit too. Um, and there you go, there you go. All right, very good. Thanks to Aaron Oster. Thanks to Leon Twyman. Uh, we will be back on Thursday for Weekend at Bookies as we get you even more prepared for Week One of college football season. As I'm excited, I'm excited a big week for you to be in the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel Maryland. In the meantime, this has been Simply the Bets. May the odds be ever in your favor.